Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Ooh. As far as the president is concerned, he's our president, and I would rather he not be taking something that has not been approved by the scientists, especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group, morbidly obese, they say. Oh, I don't, I don't respond to her. I think she's a waste of time. These people are sick. Pelosi is a sick woman. She's got a lot of problems, a lot of mental problems. Okay, thank you very much. I didn't know that he would be so sensitive. He's always talking about other people's avoir de poids, their weight, their pounds. You're asking me about the appropriateness of the actions of this president. It's like a child who comes in with mud on their pants. He comes in with doggy do on his shoes, and everybody who works with him has that on their shoes, too. You are fake news, and you ain't black. Very fake news. I will eat your ass. All right, I'll do it. America, go to the YouTube right now. Skag three, wherever he is. You are a terrific team on all counts. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. All right, go, go. Five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody in the United States, at least. Uh, Hopefully you're taking a moment to remember those who have made the ultimate sacrifice for this country, as well as their families. I want to discuss a little bit of Memorial Day philosophy at the top of the show momentarily, but of course, another week of news to break down, including... Uh, well, was this finally the gaffe to end all Joe Biden gaffes? We so always bad. think we always so think bad. we've hit the peak. There are a lot of false summits to the peak of, of Biden cringe. So I never know. He seems like he can always go a little further. But, um, but this was offensive. <laughs> it was racist even for me. I know. <laughs> and I engage in a lot of casual racism. And I heard that and I was like, damn, Joe. Chill out. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe Biden says on the be- uh, breakfast club. That you ain't black if you're considering voting for Trump. We'll get into all of that and every reaction to it. Uh, Also, in what should actually be a bigger controversy, other than just he said a stupid thing, there's newly released audio of Joe Biden actually arranging a quid pro quo with Ukraine. In prior context, I was told that is an impeachable borderline criminal offense. Uh, But in this context, the people who were squawking about it all last fall and winter suddenly no longer care. This is a non-issue. Mm-hmm. Major news in uh, in our part of the world, the alternative media world, as Joe Rogan announces he is leaving YouTube for an exclusive deal with Spotify. Joe is, of course, uh, getting paid handsomely 
But uh, but is it good news for smaller shows and channels as well? We will discuss. And there's plenty of input and opinion from Alex Jones to offer on that front too. Plus, you heard it in the intro there. We know we're getting back to normal a little bit when the political slap fights resume. So I thoroughly enjoyed this. Trump is morbidly obese. Trump has poop on his shoe bit from... <laughs> From Nancy Pelosi this week. Plus, Mika Brzezinski decided that just a moment of, uh, of of decent journalism was enough for her, and she moved into full Karen mode this week, trying to get Trump banned off of Twitter with a legendary rant of rage. All wildly entertaining. Of course, battles against the coronavirus lockdowns continue. We've had um, a few military shootings linked to Islamic terror lately that are not getting much discussion and uh, and hoax hate returns to close or at the very least a weird case of hate by hand delivered letter in the Bay area of California. You, you fill me yeah. in if you think it's a hoax or not. I don't know. It's really weird. We'll talk about it at the end of the show. And of course we will take super chats on YouTube Streamlabs, or D live in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low down money grabbers it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listing material remember you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website that is mattchristensenmedia.com one of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from listener owned businesses of course this week's feature business is black rifle garb Black Rifle Garb offers apparel to celebrate the Second Amendment that is only recognized by elite individuals who know and love the AR-15. I'm a big fan of their subtle styles. They show patriotism and 2A enthusiasm without being loud about it. I love the graphic of the flag made out of AR parts so much so that I'm wearing it right now. In fact, I love the graphics of the, uh, the Sig Smith & Wesson or Glock slide serrations. I also love that Bryce, who runs uh, Black Rifle Garb, is a listener of the show, and he's offering 5% off store-wide using the promo code MCLISTENER. And if you take uh, advantage of that offer, you're, of course, helping the show as well. You can find everything from Black Rifle Garb, plus special deals from all of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, uh, Charity Swipes, and more. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Can I go on a little bit of a Memorial Day rant or pre-planned uh, speech? Yes, because I have a rant after this that I want to go on that is not that pre-planned. So okay, well, that, yeah. as I said, have, I hope everybody's having a great and happy Memorial Day weekend. I hope you have one tomorrow, or a great Memorial Day tomorrow, obviously. And I hope we all remember the reason for this day every year. But this year, it seems especially important since this year... More than any other in my lifetime, we have deviated from our responsibility yeah. to those we remember on this holiday. So I pre-wrote my Memorial Day thoughts out because I wanted to be precise in expressing them. So delivery may be a little bit forced, but you know, bear with me for just a minute. For those of us who have not put our lives on the line for this country and the values for which it stands, myself included, of course, I consider it our duty today and every day to maintain a country that is worth that sort of sacrifice. That is our end of the bargain. Yeah. So are we upholding the sort of country that those who died on the beaches and in the jungles and in the deserts would be proud of? Are we maintaining the sort of country that they wanted to defend? And I don't want to be a downer, but I do find it painfully ironic that on the day we celebrate those gone, those who sacrificed their lives to preserve our freedom, we have so willingly or even eagerly surrendered that freedom. 
we have abandoned give me liberty or give me death. We now say give me liberty unless there's a virus with a 99 plus percent survival rate, in which case I will cower in fear and gladly surrender every piece of liberty I hold, every piece of liberty for which braver men before me fought and fell and died. They gave us this gift. Are we brave enough to defend it based on the last few months of our response as a country? I worry that we are not. That is not to be totally pessimistic, though. Sometimes this sort of shock to the system can serve as a reminder of first principles. After all, what we have done as a country this year is essentially tyranny light. It has been a 90-day tyranny free trial. <laughs> have you enjoyed it? Would you like to buy the full product? We have given ourselves a taste test of the very tyrannical control for the greater good that the men of the past sought to protect us from and to free us from. And I think that is our obligation as those who have not given our lives for this country to maintain perspective on why those who did did and what they'd advise us to do now. Did they give their lives so that we can act like a bunch of bitches who demand micromanagement <laughs> of everyone's lives to pursue some false sense of safety? Or did they give their lives so we can all be free to navigate life's inherent risks and dangers for ourselves? It is never too late to reacquaint ourselves with those principles of freedom and personal responsibility. So it is my hope that this Memorial Day, we, uh, that this Memorial Day can be exactly that opportunity to remember those we lost by spreading perspective among those we still have. That's it. Thanks for listening to me rant for a minute. That was a good rant. I mean, I agree. I'm so woefully disappointed in people's ability to think for themselves in this crisis. And what I want to talk about, I want to tell a little story about my sister <clears throat> uh, because she's, she's so mad about this. Um, but <clears throat> she needs to take her young daughter, who's three, to get her teeth cleaned. And she has been told by her daughter's dentist that they'll check her in at the car and then they'll take her three-year-old daughter alone <laughs> into the dental office, do the dental cleaning, no Ugh. parental oversight, nothing. And then they'll take her back to the car. And <clears throat> of course my sister's furious because this is highly inappropriate. I don't remember what you said, but it's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, that's, that's creepy. It's, it's it sounds it's really creepy. creepy. Yeah. And it, what if it instills a fear of the dentist? What if? And so I think that what people have forgotten here, they're like, oh, we're, we're protecting people from the virus. But there's so much loss when children especially can't just do normal stuff. She can't go to her swim lesson. She can't go to her dance recital. She can't go to her preschool. It's like you know, Chinese children are back in school and it's kind of business as usual there. And uh, I fear that we're really going to fall behind here because everybody is just going to stop the development of their children out of fear. It's insanity to me. Also, those pedophile dentists are really going to cash in. <laughs> it's a great time for yeah. their once uh, maligned industry. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, yeah. Can't, you can't just cancel childhood. Yeah. So <clears throat> this Memorial Day, I just wanted to tell everybody to make sure that your kids have fun and that they're congregating together because playtime is essential yeah. for the formation of personalities for development of social skills and uh you know stop being a pussy everybody every time i hear the phrase <laughs> new normal uttered i think in my head you shut the hell up right now there's nothing normal about what we're doing and i refuse to accept it as normal well, speaking of 
uh, weird experiences for younger people. I'll get to this iPad graduation in just a minute, but it's so um, depressing. But, but, um, yeah, yeah, just weird displays, but Hey, tech has saved us from the dangers of the natural world. Uh, case in point on, on how we are altering, uh, what should be wholesome, beneficial, educational, whatever experiences for young people. The story about the boy scouts being banned from, uh, veteran cemeteries is, uh, is one such example. And that was announced a few weeks ago. Uh, the veterans administration has banned the boy scouts from their annual tradition of placing flags mm-hmm. on the graves of vets on Memorial day uh, this year. The army is placing flags at Arlington national cemetery. VA staff will place them at other cemeteries across the country. Only the smaller ones though, the larger ones will only get a row of flags and not one on each grave. But again, uh, this this at least according to uh, the VA undersecretary in charge of this thing. As you mentioned, though, what this means is that thousands of boys are missing an opportunity to learn about the price and the philosophy of freedom in pursuit of some false sense of safety and security, which is ironic, unfortunately ironic. But it also means exactly like you're saying, we need to take time to replace these experiences with some other experiences that are of similar value. We have to have these conversations and experiences with friends and family and whoever we're hanging out with on Memorial day to make sure that those things of value aren't lost. They've they've been taken away from the boy Scouts this year. I mean, do you think that these things have been lost permanently? Are these societal values now that we have lost? That's why I'm really worried about the shifting goalposts of our coronavirus response too. It, you know, it was flatten the curve to make sure the healthcare system doesn't get overrun. Then it was, well, we have to wait till uh, there, there's a there's a vaccine until we can all go back. They say these sorts of things are temporary, but what has been temporary so far? What has truly returned, even after the threat of the virus has has uh, declined and become more well understood? Almost nothing. And they decimated their credibility. Like Fauci came out a few days ago and he was like, "Oh, we have to. We're gonna." damage the economy irreparably if we don't open back up two weeks ago you were like i don't know if we can send kids back to school in the fall i don't know if we can ever handshake or high five or ever again it's just like as a society can we be like all right if we're going to listen to some experts it's not going to be these experts and let's get this show on the road and we've already as we'll talk about later in the show damaged our economy irreparably We'll we'll never know the death count of this uh, no, in terms of the indirect deaths, no, of course not. Yeah. We got some interesting information out of California, Walnut Creek, where the doctors are saying, yeah, we have uh, way more suicides than coronavirus deaths. That's kind of a thing to worry about. Yeah. Uh, we'll hear from them later in the show. Meanwhile, the New York Times doing what the New York Times does, the entire editorial board, not just um, one person, not just one idiot on that editorial board, but as a group, the editorial board published a, an op-ed yesterday called why does the u.s military celebrate white supremacy over the weekend of memorial day now of course their point here as you could predict is that there are 10 active military installations across the south that are named after confederate army officers uh the the piece you can read about all the detail on this oh my gosh what an atrocity we have to get these deleted and canceled the the piece closes military installations that celebrate white supremacist traitors 
have loomed steadily larger in the civic landscape since the country began closing similar bases and consolidating its forces on larger ones. Bases named for men who sought to destroy the Union in the name of racial injustice are an insult to the ideals of servicemen and women, uh, or the ideals that they're sworn to uphold, and an embarrassing artifact of the time when the military itself embraced anti-American values. It is long past time that these bases uh, should be renamed. Friendly reminder, Abraham Lincoln suspended habeas corpus. Friendly reminder, FDR interned the Japanese. At what point do we acknowledge that our recognition of history and the figures who shaped history, that those, those were humans. They come with human complexities. Every statue doesn't mean that person was an infallible God. Right. means that person was a part of the shaping of this country, the human shaping of this country. I'm just sick of this crap. And this is an idiotic argument any day of, of the year, but I just think that the decision to print that on Memorial Day weekend, I have to assume is a deliberate one. Of course. And it's yeah. so disrespectful too. So anyway, um, moving on into, we'll move away from, I don't, I'm trying to be optimistic here. I'm trying to, <laughs> I feel like I've opened the show so pessimistically. Trying to be yeah, optimistic. Yeah, if there's any and, holiday to be optimistic, yeah. it's probably this one. I think we, it's probably owed. <laughs> However, you know, yeah. I, I don't feel particularly good about the situation of the country, although I'm looking at my town and it's pretty normal. Things are looking great here. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun to be out and about. The weather's turning nice. The mm. the green of spring is exploding. And um, And yeah, the shops have been crowded. The stores have been crowded. People care about this less and less, I think. Anyway. Have you had your first dinner out like normal? We've had a few. We've had a few. It was I, uh, really nice. Some people yeah. came through town. Uh, listeners of the show came through town, and I got to meet them and go to dinner with them. And just like everybody I meet now, if you shake my hand uh, aggressively, you know, and you don't even hesitate, I think in my head, like, wow, we're dealing with a, a real gangster here, you know, a real, <laughs> a real rebel. It but takes I appreciate so much less that. than it used to to, to make that impression. In the, <laughs> in the spirit of optimism, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Going out and doing those sorts of little things, those sort of little gestures of freedom that create an atmosphere that yeah. is more normal, that is where people are more comfortable being free, normal people. So thank you to, to people who sh- shake hands aggressively. Right. Oh, and the, one more thing solution. I did want to mention. Um, I was thinking like, oh, I can go back to church. It's been a really long time. Yeah. Uh, I looked on the church website. They've been having mass since May 2nd. However... You have to socially distance in pews. Mm. I don't believe they're giving communion and you can't shake anybody's hand. And so I was like, no. Damned straight to hell if you do. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I want to go to mass so there can be some semblance of normalcy in my life. Yeah. And then Catholicism is built around the sacraments. So I was like, I'm going to continue not going until things are not weird here. Mm. This is bizarre. Mm. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully sooner rather than later. I assume that's church's decision and not state order, yeah? Or is it state order? I don't know. There was like a blurb on the website about how they had talked to the governor and blah, 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 blah. This was their plan. But, you know, uh, the Catholic Church really pushed out. They needed to just refuse to do all this. Well, uh, moving into uh, some other quick news items before we get into the Joe Biden gaffe to end all gaffes. Uh, Quick update on the Arbery case, Ahmaud Arbery. There's been a third arrest in that yeah. Arbery case, William Bryan is the man who recorded mm-hmm. the video of the shooting. He has also now been charged with felony murder, like the McMichaels. 
and also a criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment. So as far as I understand, the prosecution in the state, they're treating him as though he's uh, every bit a party to the murder as the as uh, Gregory and Travis McMichael. Now, Brian tells local media that he had nothing to do with Arbery's death. He and his lawyer say he was simply a witness, not a participant. My understanding is he's a neighbor of the McMichaels and friendly with them, but I don't know if he was a, a deliberate party to this. His claim is basically, I saw guys I know, my neighbors, pursuing a guy I don't, Arbery. So I went after, because I thought a crime was being committed, and so I was recording it. How That's are they even his, posing this, though? I mean, isn't that corroborated with the video evidence? I don't know. Maybe they're in possession of evidence that we don't have. Um, mm. But according to his lawyer, he says, uh, my client, William Bryan, uh, was responding to what he saw, which was someone in the community he didn't know being followed by a vehicle he recognized. Without going into details about the level of crime in this community, in this subdivision, I think most people in this subdivision were aware that there were issues. So he's just saying that. I saw what was happening and I grabbed uh, my phone and I recorded it. And that, that was it. That's his claim. Man, I think they're going to get acquitted and there's going to be some kind of race riot. Oh God. Yeah. I would not want to be in town if that happens. You're right. Meanwhile, uh, more than after more than a year of legal battling Aunt Becky, Lori Laughlin is, uh, and her fashion designer, husband, uh, Massimo Giannulli, whatever his name is, the target fashion designer guy. They have flipped and formal, uh, they've formally pled guilty to conspiracy charges this on Friday for their role in the college admission scam in which they lied and paid their way into getting their kids into school. In this case, they paid like half a million dollars to get their dumb daughters into USC. So money well Ugh, spent. Good for you. That's so depressing. It's like you had to bribe people to go to USC. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, I, that's not a shot at any USC alums or students. It's just. Oh, come on. You know, USC sucks. And it's on the south side. and It doesn't take half a million dollars come on but you have to be like a genuinely worthless person to not get into usc on your own merit and like that's like mm. not none to not get in because out of state it's actually really really difficult in some some in-state mm. but for that to be your choice when you're bribing somebody it's like it's not yale like what are you what are you even doing i would understand that sentencing is set for august 21st there is already an agreement in place where uh laughlin and um Oh, no. So she's getting two months in prison. Her husband is getting five. There is also uh, between the two of them, $400,000 total in fines and 350 hours total of community service between the two of them. I'm kind of fine with this. People seem highly dissatisfied, but I think this is kind of an appropriate punishment. I'm not aware of, I guess I just don't think about these conspiracy to commit fraud type cases frequently, but if they had gone to wire fraud too, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, if they had gone to trial and been convicted, the two faced 20 years in prison. So presumably yeah. uh, they've simply given up uh, and uh, the the case is solid from the prosecution. So uh, they are the 23rd and 24th parents to plead guilty in the schemes. Famously, Felicity Huffman, of course, pleaded guilty uh, last year and spent 11 days in prison. All right. Last quick item before we get to Joe. But I, we were mentioning these weird new normal replacements for experiences for kids, of course, it's also graduation time across yeah. the country. And these aren't kids. They're young adults. But uh, in many places, graduation ceremonies are still happening, but in socially distant spaces. Some schools have opted for digital or virtual graduations. But in one uh, case in the Philippines, this school has opted for a weird hybrid. Students are appearing as live faces on iPads 
mounted on makeshift mobile mannequins in a cap and gown. Check this scene out. Outstanding performance in communication. That's n- and that's not just a picture. That is a live call. You'll see the faces move on the iPad. With honor. And this chick actually takes a bow when she gets her diploma. Look at this. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Uh, new normal, totally healthy, common sense. Okay. Uh, we're we're giving people all sorts of a warped sense of what it means just to be a normal human in any sort of normal environment. And I looked, the Philippine. This is um this is in Manila, the capital of the Philippines. According to Worldometers, the Philippines ranks 85th among world countries in deaths per capita. So either they have something, maybe this is the greatest plan ever to defeat coronavirus, or uh, they're drastically overreacting. Oh, is this pick. the future? <laughs> We'll get to Alex Jones later in the show, but Alex Jones always warns about a, a post-human future or a post-human, a post-human goal. A post-homo the, future, the future we all just, hope for. No, that 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 was Soph on Twitter this week. That was the trans, <laughs> no, that was transgender. That tweet was so spicy, I can't even mention it on show. What you've got to oh. now. Okay, if people didn't see, uh, Soph, uh, of course, uh, controversial as always, Soph. I should look to see if it's even banned. It was still up for days. I couldn't believe it. It, it was the, the most savage tweet I've seen ever, and Twitter didn't take it down. It posted, the, the post was a picture of a news article that read, uh, transgender youth, 50% of transgender youth now attempting suicide. Yeah. And then she dubbed that with Bon Jovi's uh, Living on a Prayer, the part where he's singing, Oh, we're halfway there. Holy cow. I mean, she she was getting ripped by a lot of people for this. Why? It was so funny. I just appreciated the picture of Randy Savage that said, when it's so savage, you have to take a minute just to <laughs> take it all in or appreciate it. She's truly the edgelord of the new generation. I, 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 not that I consider myself any sort of edgelord, but I did. I had to sit there and think, well, I... I've been thoroughly outspiced. I've I've been taken aback by the edge of like a 16, what, 16, 17 year old girl. Is she even Is that she, old? I don't even know. I don't know. I think she's like 15, maybe. Anyway, so as far as I know, the tweet is still up at Sewer Nugget on Twitter if you want to see if it's still there. <laughs> God. Uh, anyway. Okay, so let's get to the Joe Biden gaffe. Speaking of um, unfortunate or or. Uh, I don't know things to say that that come back to bite. Yeah, that was a terrible transition, but uh, we'll try to do better next time. Anyway, uh, I I don't know if I've there have been a lot of cringy Biden gaffes. This may be the cringiest, but you be yeah. the judge. This week he appeared on the Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God, and at the end of the interview, Biden said, "If you can't decide between supporting him or Trump, then you ain't black." Now, when I first saw this tw- uh, trending on Twitter on Friday morning. I thought, well, you know, I, we're both in this game. You know, you say weird stuff when you have some banter and you make a joke that doesn't land or yeah. you say something that in context kind of makes sense, but stripped of context sounds awful. I thought that's, that's probably what happened. They were probably going back and forth about some race issue. And Joe Biden made a gag about not being black if you vote for Trump. And it was poorly received. That's what I expected to see. 
So I went to the full interview, which you can find on the Breakfast Club channel. That is not at all what happened. This is just the end of the interview. And it's wrapping up and Charlemagne says, uh, hey, listen, next time you're in New York, why don't you swing by the studio? Because we have plenty more to discuss. And Biden just says unprompted, well, hey, if you can't figure out that you need to support me, then you ain't black. It's when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see Take you. Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. The war, I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. Oh, it's so bad. It's the worst one. I mean, I heard this and I was like, this is ruinous. This is I was, ruinous I was reminded of Joe because everybody was going back and putting out the old gaffes. I was reminded of um, poor kids are just as smart and talented as white kids. Oh, yeah. Remember that one? This wasn't a gaffe, though, because he, he meant Yeah, it wasn't just a weird... It wasn't a mistaken phrasing. It was the intended message. And I know it's a joke, but as we'll, we'll discuss it more. But the punchline still is, <laughs> Democrat Democrats of the Democratic Party own black people. That's it. Great joke. Um... Side note, though, Charlemagne is excellent at creating these hideously awkward moments for Democratic candidates. So just remember, he did it with Kamala because uh, he, he had prompted that conversation where she laughed about smoking weed and she claimed that she listened to Tupac in college, which was um, before Tupac had ever released an album. That came back to bite her. He also cornered Elizabeth Warren on being a fake Indian, called her the original Rachel Dolezal. That was a clip that wasn't helpful for Elizabeth Warren. I don't expect this one will be helpful for Joe Biden either. That that uh, clip aired Friday morning and it went viral, widely condemned by even lefties. There were some circling the wagons, but there was a lot of condemnation even from progressives. And by Friday night, Joe Biden was apologizing. He said on a call with U.S. black chambers, uh, quote, I shouldn't have been such a wise guy. I shouldn't have been so cavalier responding to accusations. He's taking black votes for granted. Biden said, quote, I don't take it for granted at all. No one should have to vote for any party based on their race, their religion, their background. There are African-Americans who think that Trump is worth voting for. I don't think so. I'm prepared to put my record against his. That was the bottom line. And it was really unfortunate. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is if this is going to stick or if it's going to immediately fade away with no no coverage at all. But um, they don't have much of a choice, do they? <laughs> whatever you think. All I'm saying is for people who constantly make insert race into every issue possible. Yeah. This is about the purest form of that racism that they claim to hate in every other context. This is saying that you need to think a certain way based on the color of your skin. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of much more purely racist than that. Uh, but whatever. I mean, just imagine if, if Trump had said something, if Trump had said the same thing, every conservative or Republican would have to answer questions about this for weeks. Now imagine what if Trump had said the reverse too, like you, you ain't white. Unless you vote Trump. Yeah. Uh, I don't we think would that, never hear the end of it. It would be, yeah, it'd be CNN Chiron for weeks. 
we'll see if this uh, we'll see if this sustains in that way. I also wanted to point out my favorite meme on this one. Uh, I saw this circulating. This is a picture of Kanye after not voting for Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one last point of fact on this. If you heard at the end, Biden said that the NAACP has endorsed him in every campaign. Is that true? Fact check, false. Biden says, um, he says, look at the record. If you do look at the record, the NAACP has never endorsed Biden. And it's not just about Biden. They released a statement to clarify. They say, we want to clarify that the NAACP is a nonpartisan organization and does not endorse candidates for political office at any level. Now, in fairness, the statement yeah. does say that individuals affiliated or associated with the NAACP do make endorsements. So perhaps Biden has received endorsements from those people. I didn't have time to look into that, but the organization itself does not. And of course, uh, this is just a gift to, to Trump's campaign. The story maybe of course will always be Republicans pounce Republicans seize. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but honestly, how could you not seize I mean, this, this gaffe has exposed the hypocrisy of, of Democrats. And it's just plain old hilarious. So the Trump campaign is reportedly planning a million dollar ad buy. And they've already set up, as you can see, uh, you ain't black.com. They, <laughs> they claimed that right away. And uh, the, so that's up and running. I'm not sure if this is the ad that they plan to spend the million dollars airing, but there is already an ad cut up on the website. This is the ad. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump. And you ain't black. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. And you ain't black. And you ain't black. Racist. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, it takes all of 30 seconds to edit that anyway. So yeah. uh, not very difficult. Just play Joe Biden talking for a little bit. Uh, the Trump campaign is also selling you ain't black t-shirts. You can get those. <laughs> I don't know if they're still available. Uh, and um, it, speaking seriously, I do think if I was a campaign strategist, I do think it's probably smart to push this one. I think to the extent that Democrats make race a priority, this gap, this gap does serious uh, damage to that strategy. It is a I'm willing to grant that Joe Biden was making a joke. He's speaking off the cuff. But again, the punchline of the joke is that black people are Democrats to control. That's. Yeah. The punchline. You decide if you consider that a funny punchline or not, but that is the intended punchline. So, um, you see this clip of uh, Andrew Yang? Yeah. I'll be interested to see if you think that it's uh, legitimate tech difficulties or if he tried to pull the old, uh, who was it? The, was it the, the World um, Health Organization? WHO guy talking about Taiwan and ignoring the question. Anyway. The, if the questions do persist on this, it'll be it'll be tough if you're a Joe Biden surrogate. And uh, Andrew Yang is one, uh, one such surrogate appearing on CNN yesterday to talk in part about this gaffe. And when it was brought up, he had those CNN trademarked technical difficulties and uh, the interview ended. Check it out. The vice president is now apologizing, saying he shouldn't have been so cavalier. And now we're learning that the Trump campaign is planning to launch a $1 million attack ad centered around uh, Joe Biden's comments there. What's your reaction? Can you still hear me, Andrew? 
Oh, I think we might have lost uh, the audio connection there, unfortunately. Um, Andrew Yang, our thanks. Real. I'm inclined to think that that was an honestly coincidental tech issue. It seemed like he was muted. I couldn't he, hear anything. He looks like he's trying to talk. So that would yeah. mean either just legitimate tech issue or CNN intentionally mutes or accidentally, but I doubt it. They're experienced in production. Yeah. Um, or Andrew Yang uh, muted by accident or something. And it wasn't that much of a hard hitting question, like so much so that he'd be like, Ooh, I have to get out of this situation. He doesn't have a history of doing that. Yeah. So he tends I, I to think, answer questions. I think it actually is honestly an unfortunate uh, tech issue, but it's still funny nonetheless. When when he has to talk about it, oh, suddenly the internet has, um, you know, we're no stranger to duct tape around here, but I mean, come on, CNN. The, CNN has more duct tape problems than we do sometimes, it seems like. Anyway, uh, as I mentioned, do you have any more to say about the, the gaffe? That's about all I got. No, I mean, in a fair mm. world, that would be, uh, that'd be a campaign ruiner. Mm. And I never say this but i'm pretty sure that was legitimately racist <laughs> way over the top dude like come on over the line by yeah you've offended blonde mm. um i would say in a fairer just world or at least the the world governed by the democrats claimed rules or principles joe biden should be done because he tried to set up a quid pro quo with ukraine i was told that that is a disqualifier for the office of presidency of the united states but this week uh, we got some more pieces of evidence into the um the alleged uh nickname or allegations of being um of being quid pro joe so of course we had heard biden speaking before when he said well son of a bitch that he got fired all, of course all of that was about an effort to get the ukraine government to fire uh their to fire this prosecutor um what was his name? Victor, Victor Shenko or Shokin, right? Victor Shokin. That's what that conversation was about. Well, now we have recordings that were released this week um, from a Ukrainian lawmaker. These are calls from 2016 of then Vice President Joe Biden speaking on the phone with then Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko. Now, of course, I remember way back when the media and Democrats were squawking endlessly that Trump had engaged in a corrupt and even illegal quid pro quo with the Ukrainian yeah. government. Remember the allegation there was he's withholding military aid until they clean up corruption on their end. That was the whole controversy. That was scandalous. That was grounds for impeachment. Uh, we spent the entire fall and early winter litigating that when everyone was supposed to be doing coronavirus preparations. Now they rip him for that. You know, uh, that's how we got here. Anyway, we, as I mentioned, we've heard Biden mention this speaking on his own behalf before now we actually have recordings of the actual conversations of conversations between Biden and this uh, Ukrainian president discussing exactly that. Here's a selection of those recordings. You mean that uh, there is a new government and a, uh, a new prosecutor general. Uh, I am prepared to do a public signing of the commitment for the billion dollars. Congratulations on installing the new prosecutor general. It's going to be critical uh, for him to work quickly to repair the damage Shokin did. And I'm a man of my word. I uh, and that now that the new prosecutor general is in place, we're ready to move forward in signing that new one billion dollar loan guarantee. Thank you very much indeed. This is exactly what I'm looking for. 
The second thing is that I want to thank you that you give me your word that immediately when we change the legislation and I appoint uh, the new prosecutor general and it would be Yuri Lutsenko as we agreed on our previous meeting in Washington and uh, when it happened uh, we can have this loan guarantee and thank you very much. That's kind of interesting. I didn't notice that until listening to this again. He's not just saying we're going to fire the corrupt prosecutor general that you have a problem with in exchange for this billion dollar loan. We're actually going to install the guy that we agreed on previously too. Yeah. So they've they've handpicked a guy. The deal is fire the the prosecutor general, install this guy we've agreed on, get a billion dollar loan from the United States. Now a lot of people have. There's the secondary controversy, if you consider that controversial. The secondary piece of controversy is was that prosecutor going after his son Hunter Biden? That's the extended allegation. We don't necessarily get speaking to that issue in this uh, particular recording. So to be as fair as possible, I can defend Biden here using the exact same logic that was used to defend Trump. This recording itself doesn't prove the allegation that Biden was trying to uh, protect his son, Hunter, in corrupt fashion. It only shows that the vice president was trying to clean up corruption in exchange for American dollars, something we should actually want, assuming that there isn't some ulterior motive. And again, that's an assumption. They would never let Trump get away with this. Exactly. And if you want to defend, the point is, if you want to defend Biden that way and say, well, yeah, he was saying, if you want American dollars, you need to clean up the corruption. Okay, that is the defense for Trump. You can't defend Biden that way and then not apply that same defense to Trump in the context of the impeachment. It is the exact same allegation. Yeah. In this case, we have more evidence. Imagine if this tape had emerged. We had the transcript in the case of Trump. Imagine if these recordings had come out. That would have been treated as Adam Schiff's smoking gun that he had promised he had, but never delivered. Instead, nobody cares about this. So uh, just in case you needed additional demonstration, uh, impeachment was never about principles. It was about getting the guy that they don't like. And uh, we'll never hear about this again. Oh, uh, the, the only other thing I mentioned, um, or I didn't mention, Andrew Bates, I believe that's the same guy who said Catherine Herridge is a right-wing hack for posting facts on the internet. Guy, yeah. He's uh, he's a Biden spokesman. He says, um, they heavily edited this, and it's still a nothing burger that landed with a thud. I always love the... They do this to O'Keefe, too. They say, he edits things. Okay, you need to... It, editing things is called production. The news does that every day. You need to explain why the edit was deceiving and omitted or obscured the truth. What was what was uh, misrepresented in those recordings? Some of these things have to be edited for brevity, so I yeah. don't. I don't. Yeah, you've got to be specific about it. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not feeling super generous because of what happened with Trump. So maybe he should just be crucified for this. Well, by their own standard, he has to be. But of course, this is further exposure. That was never a standard. That's just a weapon to get their political opponents. Have any That's leftist it. media organizations? Uh, cover this i've seen almost none mm. almost none there's this story here in the new york post i don't think that counts as like one of the typical leftist rags but in terms of major media coverage hardly a peep hardly a peep at all and notice from andrew bates no denial that that is in fact uh, that the tape is authentic that that is in fact joe biden speaking with uh, victor or uh, petro poroshenko authentically this is not uh this is not some 
fabrication. It did sound like those people that play all the jokes on the help me out. <laughs> oh yeah. The people who duped Bernie, they, pre- they pretend to be Greta Yeah, and they pretend to be, uh, Oh, they pretend to be Greta. They got Maxine waters and Bernie and they got Adam Schiff pretending to be pretending that they had naked pictures of Trump. Those guys. That's the one. Well, I'm, I'm interested to talk uh, Joe Rogan's deal, but perhaps we should take a brief break before we do. I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. Well, I will, uh, I'm going to open the, uh, D live, uh, the D live treasure chest. 45 minutes today. All right. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, stand by for the, um, for the treasure chest guys. That'll get right to you. Thanks for hanging out on D live in terms of, uh, D live chats, Darth, uh, Darth Jones and uh, spry guy. Thanks for supporting. Uh, crypto crook says, thanks for the sanity safe space. One of my favorite uh, YouTubes have my non Corona shekels. Well, if you're still earning and you're not being handed Corona bucks these days, consider yourself lucky. And thanks for supporting the show. Uh, crypto also says blonde beauty and facial expressions are better parts of the show. Matt, you're good to love you both. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, let's, let's check in on YouTube real quick and then we'll stop by Streamlabs as well. I got to get the old uh, refresh over on Susan's stupid new behind the scenes system that uh, of course is much worse than it was before. Oh my gosh. Let's see where we are here. Um, Luna says, Hey blonde, why couldn't, Oh, it's a joke for blonde. Maybe I'll have to deliver it when she gets back. Why couldn't the gerbil drive the car? It couldn't get out of gear. I don't know if I get that joke. <laughs> Might have to have that one explained to me. Shout out to uh, the Vancouver listeners, E.H. Vince in Kelowna. Kelowna? Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll just, maybe Blonde gets the joke. It was a little over my head. Thank you for supporting the show. 2A says, freedom is slavery. War is peace. Diversity is strength. Matt is straight. Come on, dude. Am I going to have to uh, get my fiance on here to prove my claims? I don't know. You'll have to you'll have to take my word for it. Uh, JV dude, uh, looks like Susan uh, looks like Susan took care of that one. Unfortunately, message deleted. Oh no! We got uh, I got a joke from Luna that is over my head. Maybe you get it. Hey blonde, why couldn't the gerbil drive the car? It would get out of gear. And a gear is spelled G H E R E. Is that a gerbil reference? I don't. I'm not a great gerbil comedy mind. I'm sorry. Richard uh, Gearbill is what the live chat is saying. Is that what it is? Is that a thing? Richard Gear. Well, but why? What's the gerbil reference? I don't know. That's just what live chat's saying. Yeah. I don't. Sorry. I don't... Thanks for supporting the show. M Demagogue says, uh, "Matt and I once made love. Then we finished." <laughs> And I told him I was voting Trump, which disappointed him because I ain't black. I see. <laughs> Thank you. Zach's up next. If you got it. Or do you need a second? Uh, God, I hate this format. Zach Coggin says, no yeah. work tomorrow due to Memorial Day. So why not stay up with my favorite podcast duo? Here's hoping for another three-hour show. Winking face. <laughs> I don't know. I have to get out of here because I've decided to eat a whole watermelon for dinner. So uh unpopular opinion apart from making babies the purpose of sex is to support the union of husband and wife the fact that this opinion could even be considered controversial highlights the sheer depth of society's postmodern indoctrination hmm. truer statement has never been spoken zach coggins again also smirnoff red white and berry vodka mixed with mountain dew baja blast tastes absolutely <laughs> delicious 
Both are only available during spring, summer. So get it while you can. That's that's a freedom beverage right there. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> uh, let's do two more. Um, Derek Finley, if no black people vote for Joe Biden, does Biden deny black people exist? <laughs> Haster Xanthius King, can't wait to watch later running my D&D session tonight. Thanks for all you do. And thanks for the sanity safe space. You are welcome. Well, I hope you enjoy. I've never played. You ever played Dungeons and Dragons? go through a phase ever I, I i'm not familiar with the game but good luck uh real quick over on um on streamlabs and we'll hop back into the news Wait, is richard gear the one that's been said to have put gerbils in his ass is that the thing oh oh oh, oh that's it that's it you made the connection thank you the gerbil ah. couldn't drive because it couldn't get out of gear out of Richard Gere's ass. Exactly. But it was the spelling threw me off because it was G-H-E-R-E, and that's not how you spell Richard Gere, right? Would we have gotten it if it was spelled Gear? May probably not. But thank you to the chat for connecting the dots. Is that true? Because my husband told me that after we watched Tootsie a few weeks ago, and uh I Googled it, and there seemed to not be a lot of evidence of this so-called mm. astral. Is he even gay? Uh, Richard Gere? I don't think so, but maybe. I don't know. We do the hard-hitting journalism on Of course. Uh, over on uh, Streamlabs, Cameron says, Matt, instead of watching World War II propaganda written by the usual suspect, watch The Greatest Story Never Told. <laughs> Europa, The Last Battle, or Apotheosis of Evil. Hang in there, Blonde. I know uh, you're at the finish line. Hope you have an un uneventful birth. Uneventful outside of the... Uh, the birth of your first child, of course. I am not uh, familiar with um, these productions, but uh, does never Susan allow them? Story never told. Uh, the names ring a bell, but I don't think I've ever seen any of these. Mm. I assume Susan doesn't allow them, probably. You can probably get it. That's where somebody I know watched it, but not me. Gotcha. Ask or reporting for a friend. Reporting for a friend. Mike Mike DeWine's shit eating grin says, uh, as if the continued lockdown wasn't enough, people in Southern Ohio are starting to OD on a new type of black tar heroin called Ugh. CBT. People are out of work and have nothing to do, so they turn to CBT for their new high, and it's a killer. Be safe out there. Wow. I've heard nothing about this. Black tar heroin does not sound healthy though. No, indeed. Eric Burns March says uh, on Friday, Biden exposed many people as frauds. They were shocked that uh, anyone would lie about their race. Signed Rachel from Spokane, Pocahontas, and uh, Talcum X. Uh, just to, let's do one more for now. Attack Alpaca says going to be unemployed as of the end of May. Oh, no. This will be my last chance to donate for who knows how long. I will still be listening, and I hope you guys uh, can keep me sane during this insane time. Well, thank you for uh, for supporting the show and helping keep us on air. And, of course, good luck. Take care of yourself first, man, and, uh, and all the best. I hope it works out. And uh, we will, of course, catch you, um, you know, whenever you send us an email or whenever you uh, decide to send us a message or whatever. Anyway, all right, we'll, we'll come back to uh, Streamlabs. Thanks for patience, guys. And uh, let's get back into uh some of the stories uh in a major announcement this week uh joe rogan kind of out of nowhere at least i had heard nothing leading up to this um announced that he is leaving youtube and has signed an exclusive deal with spotify at least um the full episodes will be leaving youtube i'm not clear if like they might still put some clips up there 
I had seen some reporting that said they may they might put 20 minutes at the start of the show up on YouTube, but to see the full thing, you gotta go over to Spotify. Anyway, it is confirmed that the show, including all of its back library, so what he's been doing this for like 10 years. Um, all the entire back library will be moved to Spotify starting September one wow. and will become Spotify exclusive starting the first of January, 2021. So even if you want to watch a Joe Rogan episode from 2013, you got to go to Spotify to do it after. Even if you want to watch something, if you want to see the full episode. Yeah. There, it's going to be a video show on Spotify, which what? I didn't know. They, I'm not a big Spotify consumer. I didn't even know they had video service over there. But um, really, I just assumed that it would be audio only. It's like, I guess it's going to be video, including the entire back library. Uh, the deal is reportedly worth more than a hundred million dollars. Joe Rogan says, quote, we're going to be working with the same crew doing the exact same show. Uh, he said this when he announced the deal on his show on Tuesday, he says the only difference will be, it will now be available on the largest audio platform in the world, which Kind of surprises me. I, I figured that'd be Apple or Spotify is the largest audio platform. Eh, is this going to be the only production with video? That I don't know. Some people who consume Spotify more than I do might might know the answer to that. I've never <sighs> watched video on Spotify. I but, have mixed um, feelings about this. But Joe also says the show will be free on both Spotify's ad-supported and premium tiers. Now, the question everyone's been asking is how much of this is just a giant paycheck and how much of it is a middle finger to Susan WikiWiki at YouTube? Now, Alex Jones says Joe Rogan called him this week to explain the deal and offered to have Alex Jones as the first guest on the new Spotify show. And uh, Alex Jones says Joe Rogan told him to tell the public that Joe Rogan is going to war with YouTube. Now, this um, this video and the coverage of it has mysteriously disappeared since. So take it with a grain of salt, but I'll explain that a little bit more in a second. This is what Alex Jones had to say. Believe it or not, I said, Joe, all right, no, I said, you want, you want me to say you've declared war on YouTube? And he said, yeah, man. Like, like why, what's the archetypal weirdness that he called me and said, no, I want you to release this. That's what he said. Well, because YouTube's first goal and objective was to make you the example to silence everyone else. So that's the that's the irony. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exodus has begun. I mean, the fact that they right. know that. Oh, exactly. I mean, how happy Joe looks over there too. <laughs> he well, doesn't give a rat's ass about hundred million dollars. It's the fact that YouTube started demonetizing him and telling him he was a bitch, <laughs> and he finally said no. That's the spirit right there. Yeah, that doesn't sound true. According to Alex Jones and Infowars, this this is coverage from Summit News, uh, Paul Joseph Watson's website earlier in the week. According to this coverage, or at least according to what Alex Jones said during that segment, Joe actually got a clause in the contract that explicitly says uh, not only is Spotify not allowed to police his guests, but Alex Jones specifically is allowed to come on the show uncensored. Um, and Alex Jones also says the the straw that broke the camel's oh he Alex Jones says he'll be the first guest on the Spotify show in this segment. Oh, you know what live chat's and, telling me? Huh. Rogan called Tim Pool on his podcast live and said that he, Alex was lying. Okay, I I had not heard that would explain what I'm about to get to because I had saved this stuff earlier in the week, and then I went to edit the clips today and to prep the articles for the show. Ooh, the articles have just disappeared. 
sad. And the video has just disappeared. So I thought, okay, that's odd. But according to this coverage, again, that's now gone. Um, uh, Alex Jones says that the straw that, that broke the camel's back, and during that segment, I heard him say it when I listened to the whole thing, he was saying that, that Joe had said the straw that broke the camel's back in this case was he wanted to have some of those dissident doctors who have been banned by YouTube on his show. Right. And YouTube said, no, you will not. Ah. And that, but this is, again, this is secondhand. Alex Jones says, Joe Rogan told me this. As I mentioned, okay, here's where the entire segment used to be on band.video. And now it's just a gif of Alex Jones crying. There's nothing there. Then you go to Summit News to try to look at the article. It's gone. I had not seen confirmation of exactly what happened, but I take that to mean um, probably some liberties taken by Alex Jones and explaining things there that Joe Rogan maybe called him and said, "Dude, no." But I had not. I've I've not heard the I've not heard the um the call from Joe into Tim uh, to explain his side of the story. So I'll have to check that out. Funny. I don't um, know. I've got mixed feelings about this. Yeah, you want to, I, I have some thoughts too. You want to go first? Well, on the one hand, initially I was like, that's stupid because I, I remember some sort of censorship controversy with Spotify. And then I remember their ridiculous PSA style, like trans butthole licking segment that we covered in Hoax Hate. I don't know, two years ago, something like that. There was that. They also were part of the initial wave of Alex Jones banning in August of 2018. They were they were right there with YouTube and Apple and Facebook when they all banned InfoWars and Alex within the span of about a week. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so it's not like I, I'm holding out any hope that they're going to be some beacon of free speech or some free speech platform in the future. I, that, that's not true. Um, but then I was also like, maybe this is going to stick it to WikiWiki. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, that you're you're basically in the same spot that I was in. Because when I when I first heard this, I, my initial reaction was a little bit of skepticism and a little bit of disappointment because Spotify has censored just like YouTube. So um if that if my initial reaction was, well, that's just trading one censorship loving platform for another. That doesn't right. really help us if your big concern is censorship, as Alex Jones was saying. However, if it is true, and again, I don't know if this is it's gone now, so maybe it was false. Maybe it's not. I've not heard Joe explain this. But if it is true that Joe got clauses in his contract that give him total guest freedom, basically, that would accomplish two things. One, it's a middle finger to Susan, which that's great in pretty much any context. But two, if it moves the other censorship-loving platform, Spotify, in a more free speech direction, that's still beneficial. I doubt it will. And and I stress if that is actually the structure here, because of course that was reported by Alex Jones. They've deleted those claims. I'm not sure if those claims are true. Um, so if those claims aren't true and it's just Joe cashing out without any wins on principle, I will still say congrats on your payday. I'm not, I don't begrudge anyone who has massive success. Good for you. That's fantastic. What I'm hoping for though, from my own I guess, selfish perspective, but really just the, the free speech, the pro free speech perspective of, uh, of people in this arena and people who like to consume this sort of media. I'm hoping that we can use that sort of pull to build a brighter future for the next Joe Rogan. I'm hoping this can be that, but, but we've we forgotten don't. that, that YouTube has always been a money losing endeavor and it's run by a feminist. So they're definitely going to lose more money now. I've not seen a lot of reporting about how much revenue Joe Rogan personally generated for YouTube, but he's got to be in the top 
you know, I don't know, top small percentage of users who are generating a ton of money for that platform. Yeah, I mean, I just, I can't think of another example when a financial incentive has caused Susan to to rewrite the course of, what am I trying to say here? You know, to, to change course with yeah, the company. I, <laughs> I'm not I'm optimistic, not for, optimistic yeah. for Susan's ability to respond correctly to market pressure. I still yeah. maintain faith that someday the reality of of the investors and the people who own that company are going to right. put pressure on her to do that or oust her. But they've allowed her to mismanage this company deep into the basement already. How low will they let her go? Well, this is... um. Either way, this is hugely damaging to YouTube in a way that I generally celebrate. The only thing I, I wish had happened here, and maybe will still happen, I wish it was something like, yeah, we're moving to a free speech platform. By the way, anyone can join. I mean, there's one reason that... It's never going to happen. Like, <laughs> getting a podcast yeah. in general on Spotify is is harder than it is on... We don't even have our podcast on Spotify. I've tried before. They're very selective and weird about it. So I was like, screw this. It's not worth it. That and being I'm, said, I mean, I, I'm not going to fault Joe Rogan because, you know, a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm mad or even if he did sell out his principles for a hundred million dollars. Granted, I'm not arguing in favor of selling out your principles for money. But I just do so under- much money. I do understand <laughs> the reality so that there money. is a price on things and we can debate what's the appropriate price for that sort of uh, compromise of your principles, you know, I, I would I just, sell out for so much less money than that. What would be the price tag to get me to become Susan's personal assistant and enforcer? Uh, <laughs> Dude, I'd do that for like a million dollars a year. Probably less than a hundred million. Yeah. Wow, uh, this show's really devolved now. <laughs> I'm considering just considering the fantasy price points at which we would go back on everything okay. we've ever said to be fair though i'm I'm so blackpilled about this that i'm in this situation where i'm like well the world is kind of going to shit and i have no faith in the country or really the people anymore so whatever i can do to improve my family's situation i see i'm gonna do that so it would take a million dollars to kiss susan wiki wiki's ass and then sell out my principles a million dollars a year yeah i'm i'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that job well, we'll see where this goes. I, I maintain some optimism about this. I think that even though it might not be the total win we're looking for, I think there's still points of positivity here. No. I don't I don't see what are the big what are the big negatives though, other than like will I go to Joe Rogan's show on Spotify? Yeah, I I I mean, I don't even know how it functions as a video platform, but I can tell you that I have personal resistance to going to BitChute even though I hate YouTube. So I That's can't true. imagine that I'm going to go to a third platform for a content creator that I don't really care that much about. If it's Alex Jones on the first show, I'm going to watch that though. 100%. But it's only Alex Jones. Like I've watched like 10 episodes of Joe Rogan in their entirety. It's and they very all- guest dependent. Yeah. And I don't think that he's particularly insightful. Um, and he's like always stoned. We're and, just and a bunch like, of fucking monkeys, man. Yeah. Which he seems to say a lot. <laughs> the uh, Freedom Tunes impression of him is pretty great. You know, it yeah. doesn't necessarily sound like Joe Rogan because it's hard to sound like Joe Rogan. But one I don't thing quite Shane get is- it. Like, like why mm. he's so popular? Maybe it's because he's like every man. I think he's of. pretty good at getting people with interesting and intelligent perspectives to just speak 
in long. I think he's pretty good at keeping discussions going in a in a listenable, consumable way. For example, I even enjoyed the Bernie Sanders episode. And I hate almost everything about Bernie Sanders philosophy, but I kind of like to hear him explain it unedited at length for an hour and a half or whatever it was. Is it just because he kind of shuts his mouth, you know? He's good at getting people to to carry on. Yeah. It's not as yeah. It's not as easy as it seems. It, sometimes That's people true. are yeah. very difficult to to maintain a conversation with. And it just gets Some really awkward and it falls that apart. Shall remain nameless, don't let their guests get a word in edgewise, and it makes their content totally intolerable to watch. Um so maybe that's it. Maybe he just like lets them talk. Hmm. I was going to say, are you, are you taking shots at a particular individual? I can't tell. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, draw your own conclusions. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about some of these, uh, these, these political slap fights. And then maybe we'll take another break. We're making good time tonight. I feel proud of myself. So. Yep. That watermelon one hour away. <laughs> just keep thinking about that. Mm. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, things are getting a little bit back to normal when politicians are fighting about absolutely meaningless, stupid, uh, bullshit again, which I ironically found to be a little refreshing this week. And of course, entertaining like the good old days. So one of the big invented controversies of the week is that Trump, uh, says he's taking hydroxychloroquine after certain white house personnel have tested positive for coronavirus, blah, blah, blah. This prompted a classic fight between Trump and Nancy Pelosi, starting with Pelosi calling Trump a morbidly obese person and thus unfit for unproven medication. And then Trump responded that Pelosi has mental problems. He's our president, and I would rather he not be taking something that has not been approved uh, by the scientists, especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group, what is morbidly obese, they say. Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, called you morbidly obese. I just wanted to know what you had to say in response. Oh, I don't, I don't respond to her. I think she's a waste of time. These people are sick. Pelosi is a sick woman. She's got a lot of problems, a lot of mental problems. Oh, jeez. And then Nancy Pelosi gets up at her podium during her weekly press conferences. And this is one of the most bizarre Pelosi rants against the president I've ever heard. Trump is like a messy kid who gets mud on his pants, except for worse because he gets poop on his shoe. And also (laughs) everyone who works with Trump has poop on their shoes. (laughs) You're asking me about the appropriateness of the actions of this president of the United States. It's like a child who comes in with mud on their pants or something. It, that's the way it is. They're outside playing. That's what it He comes in with doggy do on his shoes, and everybody who works with him has that on their shoes, too, for a very long time to come. Because he gets them on the shoes of the other people or because they're all walking around in the same shit? I need more context with that analogy. What did also, she say? Very ironic, considering Nancy's district is probably the riskiest place in America for getting poop on your shoe. Uh, By extension, (laughs) if you checked Pelosi's staff for shoe poop versus Trump's staff for shoe poop, I'm I'm betting Pelosi's staff has a higher percentage of fecal matter on the sole of the shoe. That's just I don't even know what she's trying to say here. Like he's a child that drags shit around the house because he's so careless or. He's like a bull in a china shop. And is, she, or is, she? is she his mom in that metaphor? Or, or that? How old is she and how old is he? Uh, is he? Trump is like mid-70s, right? Like 76? 
She somehow has managed to look like 50 and 150 at the same time. I'll get you the answer. Oh, Trump is younger than I thought. He's 73. Nancy Pelosi, age 80. Jesus. God, I always think she's looking rough, but 80? Okay, fine. Not bad for 80. I Um, guess not. So what is she saying? Like in, in his age group? I mean, you're you're older, significantly older, but she's not taking hydroxychloroquine, I guess, is her point. I don't know if she should really be throwing shade at anybody's age. (laughs) Well, she's saying he's vulnerable because of his age, so he shouldn't take unproven medication. I guess she would say I only take proven medication. Who cares? It's not as though Trump is Trump is getting a, a prescription from a doctor. Trump is taking it himself for personal reasons as judged by him and his doctor. At no point have I heard him say, you should take hydroxychloroquine uh, freestyle without a doctor's consultation. Who cares? He has a lot more mandatory physical contact and travel than other people. So if he wants to take extra precautions or whatever, I mean, just like everybody else, he can assume his own personal risk. And I don't care. I don't think that he's under more responsibility to to um to be safe than the average person yeah i don't i don't understand the controversy i just like the uh the weird poop talk from nancy pelosi anyway that's the grossest thing you've ever said (laughs) i enjoy it thoroughly uh (laughs) it's a controversy i do understand but it's also wildly stupid is um is uh, is this controversy between Trump and Mika Brzezinski? So as I mentioned, Trump uh, Mika Brzezinski has decided she's had enough of semi decent journalistic performance after that Joe Biden interview about Tara Reid. So she uh, she went into full Karen mode this week after Trump tweeted about Joe Scarborough, her co-host on Morning Joe, of course, possibly killing his congressional staffer. I've not looked into this theory, but I do know that when Joe Scarborough was in Congress, he had a 28 year old staffer who supposedly fainted and died like in the congressional office, I believe. And it's a cold case. Nobody knows who did it. Trump likes to go to Twitter and imply or even just state outright that Joe Scarborough might have done it. So uh, two week, almost two weeks ago, Trump tweets, when will they open a cold case on the psycho Joe Scarborough matter in Florida? Did he get away with murder? Some people think so. Why did he leave Congress so quietly and quickly? Isn't it obvious what's happening now? A total nut job. As of Wednesday morning early, Trump is still going on or referencing this. And he says, guys like low rating Joe, low rating psycho (laughs) Joe Scarborough are allowed to walk the streets, open the cold case. This is the prompt that uh, that that uh, made Mika respond on air and on Twitter, demanding that that uh, Jack Dorsey take down these tweets from Trump. Here's Mika. Aside from the fact that. I believe that this president has botched this crisis from the get go. And this will be known in history worldwide as a human catastrophe that he could have prevented. He's uh, tweeting again all sorts of crazy things. Uh, Once again, uh, tweeting conspiracy theories about Joe falsely accusing him of murder, talking about the death of a young staffer in his congressional office years ago. That's sick. Donald, you're a sick person. First of all, Twitter, you shouldn't be allowing this. And you should be taking these tweets down. And you should be ashamed of yourself. You'll be hearing from me on this because this is bs okay i mean whatever amount of vodka she drank before the tara reed interview she drank twice as much here and shouldn't have (laughs) 
So so it's not just that she's trying to get those tweets taken down, which if you think they're defamation, defamation, guess what? You have legal remedies in that case. She's trying to get Twitter to police this sort of thing for whatever reason, but she's not just trying to get those tweets banned. She wants Trump banned, period. She tweeted out later in the morning, Twitter, I need to know why Trump is not banned. Then she um, she apparently got, she was tweeting, oh, there's a whole thread of them, trying to get the attention of all these Twitter people. Then later in the morning, she tweets, a call is being set up with Jack Dorsey of Twitter and the general counsel at Twitter. Thanks for your interest. I will keep you posted. Now, I haven't seen an update in this story. But uh, but Mika claims that she's getting the ear of Twitter leadership to get the president of the United States banned. And even if she was successful, my only question is, what do you hope to achieve here? If Trump is banned off of Twitter and he goes to Gab or he goes to Mines or he goes to wherever, it'd be a huge boost for those that platform because everybody would go follow. And by that, I mean, just de facto follow. I don't know. I'm not saying you'd even set up an account there, but I do mean everybody who follows him on Twitter would go follow his thoughts there. And all these journalists who half their material is just outrage about Trump's tweets. Right. They'd go do the same thing and they'd put up the same graphics with the same outrageous Trump posts. It would just be a gab post or a yeah. minds post. Yep. Nothing would change. Absolutely nothing at all. So what are we doing here? Why are we wasting our time? Dumb. Minds. I forgot about minds. Wow. I haven't checked my minds in like six months. Oh, I still, I still use minds and minds is a, uh, minds is a good platform. And I like, um, I like the dude who runs it it and they got the, they got the right ideas over there. So I don't know why I I don't use it. I I just, I I don't want to deal with more than one social media platform outside of YouTube. And Gab, Gab has a lot of innovative ideas too. Gab's only problem is not even really its own fault. Gab's problem is that it is the home of the, the Twitter, um, the people who've been banned off Twitter, the people who Twitter doesn't welcome and like you. <laughs> so the, it takes away a huge portion of the fun, which is reacting to insane leftist or, you know, journalist people like this or whatever it takes away that yeah. fun. That said, Gab has been creative in thinking of new things. They did that uh, dissenter app allowing comments on any page on the internet. That was right? really cool. Oh, what happened with that? Kind of they still run too. it. They still run it. I believe. Um, although I, I've not used it in a little while, so, you know, maybe I'm a hypocrite on that, but, um, but it is, it is, it's a, it's a creative thought to solve a problem that exists on the internet. And I know they were working on video conferencing too, in response to the zoom bombing. Remember the zoom bombing issue. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I think it, I think it'd probably make the problem that they, that they are worried about worse if Trump went to one of those platforms Definitely. where someone would actually stick up for his ability to say whatever the hell he wants and not just his ability, everyone's ability. I'd be so happy. You want to talk uh, a little bit of uh, Corona items? Not, not much. Cause I'm so bored of coronavirus. Yes. Um, it's, this is month four where we've covered every show. Has it been every single one? Probably. It's January, been an inescapable part of life for that long. January 16th was the first one. Uh, January, mm. February, February, March, March, April. Yeah, it's four months. Well, the uh, the toll of common sense and safety first continues to mount. 2.4 million Americans filing for unemployment this week. And remember, that's the best week we've seen in the last nine weeks since mid-March. Unemployment claims since then total now 38.6 million Americans. That's 23.7% of the March labor force. 
One thing I'm trying to highlight and appreciate on this show is uh, pushback on the narratives that this is all the, the sensible thing to do for safety. And the narrative, of course, that states that have been opening up and considering the economic realities for everyday Americans, that they're reckless and they're dangerous. One of those states, of course, is Florida, where Governor Ron DeSantis hasn't banned beach going in the way that the, uh, that the, the, the Karen army demands and all that sort of thing and has been reopening businesses with some regulations for several weeks now. Despite well, he's been this... kind of on it since the beginning, hasn't he? Yeah, and it, it's interesting. I know it's everyone's doing the comparison, but really, New York and Florida are very comparable population states. The difference between them, I don't have the numbers in front of me, mean, but it's... What do you mean, old, gay, and Jewish? Well, I, and I just mean the numbers, but yes, yeah. even like further, further demographics are probably <laughs> somewhat similar. There's, that's probably yeah. true too. And a lot of New Yorkers own homes in, um, in Florida. And I, I don't know what multiple it is, but New York has something, New York state has something like 30,000 coronavirus deaths as they're counting. Florida is, is well, well below that, uh, multiples below that. So Ron DeSantis is speaking to, uh, media figures this week and he just rips them and rips all the chicken littles who have been warning that his state is going to be he- become hell next week. Soon you wait, you'll see good for Ron DeSantis. Check this out. Yeah. Got a lot of people in your profession who waxed poetically for weeks and weeks about how Florida was going to be just like New York. Wait two weeks. Florida's going to be next. Just like Italy. Wait two weeks. Well, hell, we're eight weeks away from that and it hasn't happened. Not only do we have a lower death rate, well, we have way lower deaths generally, we have a lower death rate than the Acela Corridor, D.C., everyone up there. We have a lower death rate than the Midwest, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio. But even in our region, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida has the lower death rate. And I was the number one landing spot from tens of thousands of people leaving the number one hot zone in the world to come to my state. So we've succeeded, and I think that people just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative it challenges their assumption so they got to try to find a boogeyman maybe it's that there are black helicopters circling the department of health if you believe that um, i got a bridge in brooklyn i'd like to sell you (laughs) i don't know what that means but all i can say is is slow clap i actually don't know that specific reference either i know the general meaning of the phrase that is to say if you're that easily fooled allow me to fool you with another proposition basically but i don't know the origin or the specific meaning of the phrase. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that this is an important comparison because of the age of the population. Uh, it, it, they, they still were managed to keep managed to keep this under control with a, a pretty high risk population. There's yeah. so many old people in Florida without d- without being nearly as draconian in their mm-hmm. restrictions as the state of New York or other parts of the country. What did they really do? I mean, they, they did like the standard social distancing stuff, but I don't even think that they shut down. I don't know if Florida had a stay at home order Florida uh, formally Floridians in the chat can probably inform us. Mm. Um, but, uh, but I don't know. Did they actually try to keep people at home? Uh, I don't and, think so, but let me look. Um, anyway, um, doctor, meanwhile, doctors at a hospital in Walnut Creek, California, this is suburban, uh, San Francisco Bay area. They're speaking with local media to make everyone aware that there have been more suicides in the area than coronavirus deaths. In fact, according to these doctors in just the last few weeks, there have been an entire year's worth of suicides and attempts that we'd see in normal times. So um, about as many suicides or suicide attempts in a month or so 
that would happen in a year's time frame under normal conditions. So this is according to um, to one of the doctors there and uh, and some of the local news coverage. Check this out. Yeah, the head of the trauma department here told me he thinks it's time to end the shelter-in-place order. The team here is speaking out now because they say we cannot ignore the rise that they have seen in suicides. Bay Area medical teams say hospitals have not been overwhelmed by COVID-19 cases, but they have been surprised by something else, a sharp rise in suicides. The numbers that we've seen are sort of unprecedented. We've never seen numbers like this in such a short period of time. We've seen a year's worth of of suicide attempts uh, in the last four weeks. The social isolation um, has a price um, and and I know you know why we've done it um, it just has a bigger price tag than even I thought it would have. Dr. Dubois Blanc thinks this shows the county needs to end the shelter-in-place order. Well I think mental health is definitely suffering uh, and we have, we have, unfortunately, the data to prove it. Personally, I think it's time. The county health department points out sheltering in place is saving lives. And as for the call to end it, officials at the county say it's not uncommon for medical professionals to disagree and have different opinions. They say they will be looking at the science of their indicators as they determine how they will move forward. What, what is the implication that that doctor's not looking at the science? Here's right. some science. More people are killing themselves than dying of coronavirus yeah. in your county. And I love this. Oh, we're saving numbers. lives. We're saving lives. This unfalsifiable pre uh, premise. Point to me. Show me the people whose lives you have saved, who otherwise would be dead of coronavirus. I know that's a counterfactual. I don't mean to say that's easy to do. But my point is your chosen path is causing deaths that otherwise would not happen. Deaths, suicides to happen at a rate that's something like 12 times the normal. And But this is common. We're looking at the science. We're looking at the data. It doesn't take a data scientist to see the discrepancy in the inf in the rates of death here. When you're just comparing two numbers. Um, yeah. And I wonder what the real rate would be when you include like all deaths of despair because are they including drug overdoses like accidental drug overdoses in this situation yeah that's a good question too suicides is one measure of sort of the indirect deaths that that results because of what we're choosing to do and i love that we talk about coronavirus in terms of preventable deaths as though all coronavirus deaths were preventable i, I missed this in the mika segment but one subtle thing she said in there was well, people think Trump has done poorly, and let's remember that coronavirus has been, it's, it was totally preventable, something he could have stopped. Really? What, was how? Any, who could, who's going to stop coronavirus? Tell me how. And in the, even in the case of the Bay Area, you're saying that you obviously stopped these deaths that were prevented. Okay, but we have this other pile of deaths mounting now that is easily prevented not all suicides i'm not saying every single one but clearly the rate at which we're seeing them is preventable by not stealing every piece yeah. of freedom and human connection that people have it, it, this 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 whole story just pissed me off doctors sometimes disagree about the recommended course of action then why do you ban them on youtube when they disagree <laughs> about the recommended course of action oh god anyway um, Did you see that Fleckus talks with? Um, yeah, it was yeah, really good. I just watched it today. It was it was really good. Uh, 
it's just unreal to me that that nobody's still like this late in the game that they're not going to introduce these kinds of opinions to the public discourse. And uh, in Washington now, they're they're just starting to mandate that people wear face masks. Some businesses require it around here, but we don't have a state order, thank God. I don't think they have a state order, but it's like, but but why would they do that this late? Because because it's basically virtue signaling. I was listening to Frank's show friend quite frankly and his his guest um was saying the same thing that is not i'm not saying that they're i i don't know a lot about the science on masks so please don't misinterpret my commentary but i am saying that a huge portion of mask wearing at this point is empty virtue signaling yeah exhibit a in that case is crocheted masks oh yeah is the virus two inches wide or something Yeah. yeah exactly so i do think that a lot of the mask stuff is just the latest development in the preferred method to browbeat people into compliance. That's that's what I think about masks. I'm not saying that there's no utility ever. Frankly, I don't know. I don't read studies about masks. Mm-hmm. I just know that there's a lot of people that want to browbeat you into that so they can claim moral superiority. That's basically it. Or demonstrate their morality publicly. Uh, this, uh, this New Jersey gym was the biggest, the probably the highest profile business fight this week. Uh, this is um, this is a gym in Belmar, New Jersey. It's called uh, Attilis. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing Attilis Gym. The gym opened Monday in violation uh, of the uh, governor's stay-at-home order and in protest of that order. Dozens of people showed up to the gym uh, to protest and just to go to the gym. Many of them had signs critical of the governor and they were waving American flags. A co-owner, a co-owner of the gym told the crowd on Monday, if they shut us down today, we'll reopen tomorrow. Around 10.30 a.m., a, Belmar, a group of Belmar police officers approached the gym and spoke to the owners amid the crowd. In uh, one of those cop moves that uh, we like to praise on this show and I think should be praised, the cops said uh, that, hey, formally you guys are in violation of the governor's order. On that note, be safe and uh, have a nice day. This was a great moment. Temporarily. What does that mean? We are and were only here for everybody's safety today. We plan for the worst, hope for the best, and it seems like that's what we have out here today. It's the best. Formally, you are all in violation of the executive order. On that note, on that note, have a good day. Everybody be safe. Well, that was a cool moment for a minute. For a second, yeah. Governor, uh, what's his face? Murphy. I don't know if I have the quote in front of me here. Governor Murphy, of course, got involved. What did he say? Um, he said, quote, I'm not concerned it will spiral out of control and we will take action. If you show up to that gym again tomorrow, there's going to be a different reality than showing up today. These aren't just words. We've got to enforce this. And I also don't want to start World War Three. So on Tuesday, the Belmar police started citing the owners of the gym and members of the gym at the facility. One person was arrested for refusing to identify himself, but the gym still did not cease operations. Um... Early Thursday morning, Belmar police uh, escorted state health department officials to the gym to issue an order for it to close. The gym didn't open on Thursday, apparently due to an unrelated sewer problem, according to the owners. But uh, they did open Friday. And uh, as of Friday, the owner posted on Instagram that the governor's a slime ball. 
He had, he's announcing that Murphy had secured a court order from a state judge to close the gym. The owner says that um, that's going to keep the gym shuttered until Tuesday because violating that particular order comes uh, with uh, it, it becomes much more legally serious, apparently. Uh, so the gym is filing an emergency uh, injunction to keep the gym or to try to open the gym. They're, they're filing an emergency injunction in federal court on Tuesday against Governor Mur- uh, Murphy. The owner says, quote, because we've been robbed of our due process and, uh, and uh, we've had our constitutional rights violated, if that effort succeeds, the gym plans to reopen on Wednesday. A GoFundMe for the gym's legal fight has cleared $70,000. And of wow. course, what story about standing up for your constitutional rights doesn't get twisted into a story about white supremacism or white nationalism. So during the protests, one of the gym co-owners spoke on a megaphone that was handed to him. And that megaphone, as you can see here, has a sticker on it. And what does that sticker say? Well, it's got a a Spartan looking guy and it says the New Jersey European heritage association. And that is an ADL identified white supremacist group. That started in 2018. Apparently, I don't know anything about them. The gym co-owner says, quote, the megaphone was handed to me. In no way do I ever or would I ever support any group linked to hate or racism of any kind. That is not my message, nor has it ever been. Please take a look at my family. We're a multiracial family. I condemn any and all hate groups, including, but not limited to, the New Jersey European Heritage Association. Another one of those things that's only controversial if it's about white people. Do we police black nationalist imagery or stickers or messages at the black lives matter protest. Never seen it. Never heard of that one. <laughs> I, if the, the guy, he's racist. I just, I hate that this guy even has to be put in position to say, no, no, no. I have a black relative. I have a yeah, Hispanic he relative. Be doing that either. It doesn't matter. It's not going to yeah. protect him. Yeah. I, the, the people, I think to your point, the people who are on his side, on the side of freedom, they don't give a shit. As yeah. I don't, I don't know anything about that group. I also don't care. Yeah. And the people who are against him are going to use any weapon they can to try to beat him up. Yeah. So, I've never even heard of that group. I don't know a damn thing about it. For all I know, it is a bunch of actual Adolfs having meetings and planning the next Holocaust. I don't know. All I do know is that's just a sticker. I don't care. I don't care what the sticker, I don't care if it's a swastika sticker. It's just a sticker. I don't care. It's not that guy's message. It's not his view. Just a sticker. Don't give a shit. Move on to something that's more important. Uh, something that is important, Carl Mankey. I, 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 slowly, I'm, <laughs> I'm realizing I have a life goal to get a haircut from Carl Mankey someday. That's, uh, that seems like a, a great thing to do. Everyone's favorite barber. He just keeps stacking up wins against Gretchen Whitmer. And maybe he's going to be the one to take down the Wicked Witch of Michigan. He, of course, has been battling... We'll the, um, the Whitmer administration in court over his defiance of the governor's orders. Opening his barbershop a couple weeks back and refusing to close, the state suspended his license without a hearing in the process as well. He, uh, he already defeated one attempt from the state to shut down his shop immediately in court. On Thursday, he got another win. Judge Matthew Stewart in Michigan ruled that Mankey will not have to close up his shop after the state again failed to prove he was in imminent danger to public health. The judge noted that the state never arrested Mankey when he was cited. And so without arrest, it's difficult to argue that he was in imminent health danger. If he was, why'd you just let him go? 
I love this from Michigan's attorney general. This is the same lady we heard uh, mad that Trump wasn't wearing a mask when he visited some of the car plants in Michigan this week. She was bitching about that. This is like the lesser known Gretchen Whitmer. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. She was bitter after taking this law. She says, quote, Mr. Mankey, he's not a hero. He's not a patriot. A patriot is a person that fights all enemies, foreign and domestic, and does anything possible or everything possible to protect his fellow countrymen and countrywomen. To me, Mr. Mankey is just doing the opposite of that, and he's being selfish in his behavior. Well, what if I told you that he is, in fact, fighting domestic enemies of the Constitution of the United States? Seems pretty patriotic to me. Yeah. I would say that. And then I love this narrative. Oh, he's being selfish. Unless you totally alter your life and sacrifice all of your freedoms to appease my fear, then you're selfish. Then you're selfish. <laughs> okay. Which is okay, such a woman's lady. way of thinking. These Michigan women are, are, are really challenging my principles, I have to acknowledge. They're a tough bunch. They're a tough crowd. What but, uh, you want to do about it? My only hope is Kirsty Gnome in South Dakota. She's That's my true. She has renewed Nome. my hope to some degree. And Ann Coulter is tweeting some truth the last few days. She was trending on Twitter today. Yeah, I looked at it, and it's because she said that this was a moment for Trump to show that he's compassionate and he didn't do that. What was that about? That was uh, no, out of character. I thought it was because I'm I'm not on Twitter, but I just looked briefly before the show. I thought it was because um, he, she said that they should have protected Jeff Sessions because Trump isn't doing anything about building the wall. Am I wrong? Is that not the tweet uh, that made her? Yeah, turn? well, that's what she was responding to. Oh, okay. But I, I didn't follow that story closely. So um, anyway, um, real quick on the last uh, piece of um, of of battle with the government, especially in the Midwest here, uh, the Illinois governor, JB Pritzker, he has backed off, um, treating the state's struggling small business owners as criminals. He's decided that's not the best policy. So on Wednesday, Pritzker re- withdrew a controversial portion of his stay at home order that made violating his business closer, uh, portion of that order, a class, a misdemeanor punishable, punishable by up to a $2,500 fine and a year in prison. The Illinois General Assembly, the legislature there, was set to review that portion of the order after being inundated with emails and calls from constituents asking that they rescind Pritzker's rule. According to this reporting, the calls and emails in opposition were actually evenly split across party affiliation, too. It wasn't just conservatives or libertarians. And um, I, I, I point this out because it's another good win in the trend back towards freedom. But the other reason I point this out again in optimism, the optimism we're trying to return to per the start of the show, I know it's easy to get dismayed and to get blackpilled. And I'm, I'm kind of with a lot of the people who are there and thinking there's, there's nothing we can do. The system's against us. Uh, but here's another example. What does this show? A little civil disobedience and a little pressure on your local politicians it does go a long way. I think that we can only claim that we're powerless if we try every option and fail, and this is yeah. a good example that shows when you try, you might be surprised at what you can actually produce. Granted, it's not a guarantee, but this even happened in Illinois. It's a small win. It's not a total win, but Illinois, that's a tough one to crack yeah. and they're cracking it. Good for them. And so I, I, I want to take note of that. You put some pressure on the people who represent you. They will feel that heat if you apply it enough. And we can do it in, in small ways in our own lives. Yes. Uh, 
Okay, just I, we just got a couple stories. You want to take a quick break before we do them, or should no, we? No, let's go? let's figure okay. them out. Well, I haven't played this sounder oh, in it's been so long. forever, but it's coming back. And now the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. Hello, <laughs> I've kind of missed that. It's been a while. The Islamic terror has really been um, has really been quiet for a long time. I know when this happened. First of all, I didn't hear anything about it in the news until we started talking about it today. And then I was like, I actually forgot about the Muslims. <laughs> Just forgot that they were a problem. The new normal. It is the new normal. The new normal. Tell me about this. Um, so this shooting at a Texas naval installation has been linked to terrorism. A second suspect could still be at large. No updates on that. Um, the suspected shooter at Naval Air Station Corpus Christi is dead. Uh, the FBI announced in a press briefing. Um, did I already say this was Thursday? I can't believe I didn't hear anything about this. Uh, minimal. Minimal. Uh, who covered it? I've heard mentions of it here and there. We're just browsing the internet. I don't know if I've seen it on TV news at all, mm -hmm. but I don't watch a ton of TV news either. The Navy had earlier announced that security forces neutralized an active shooter, which means they shot him in the head, at the installation, and that one security forces member had been injured. I think that person is still on the mend, but they're probably in the clear. Uh, Naval security forces responded to the shooter at 6.15 a.m. at the base. Authorities locked down the installation while first responders processed the scene. Um, they have determined the FBI said that this is terrorism related. The subject is deceased. They're still processing the scene and all the electronics, and they're still looking for the second related person of interest that is probably a large, um, they just said, stay calm. And then they didn't provide any additional details because it's still an ongoing investigation. So. And then we got an update on this Pensacola story, which we covered at the time. Right. There was that shooting. Of, this was the one where the guy was uh, training with some sort of aircraft or something in. He was Saudi, right? Am I thinking of the same story? He was Saudi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this was the third shooting at this naval base in the past six months. Jeez. Okay. Wow. So on December 4th, a sailor killed two and wounded a third at Pearl Harbor, Harbor Naval Shipyard and then killed himself. He was having disciplinary problems. I think we covered that one. Oh, the third uh, at a naval installation, not this one specifically. Oh, whoops. Did I misread that? I was it, like, it just, wow, this the Corpus Christi's really getting hit on. I thought <laughs> yeah, it was no, at a one. naval installation, period. Um, and then yeah. two days later, a member of the Royal Saudi Air Force killed three sailors and wounded several others at uh, the Naval Air Station in Pensacola. That's right. Yeah. So this week, the FBI announced that that shooter, the Pensacola shooter, Mohammed Al-Shamrani, um, who was undergoing flight training at Pensacola, had longstanding ties to Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. Um, and he was killed at, the, at the, that scene, which we talked about at the time. So he had been working with Al-Qaeda since 2015. Mm. Longstanding. We didn't really, uh, we didn't catch that, huh? Yes. And do you remember all this uh, controversy with the iPhones? I, I believe we covered this at the time, too. I know we covered the shooting, but I don't remember the iPhone segment. Yeah, there was all this uh, controversy because Apple wasn't going to let them break the encryption on um, oh. Al-Shamrani's phones. So that really pissed off Barr. <laughs> and he lashed out at Apple for denying the government's request to unlock the phones. Uh, it delayed the investigation by months. I'm pretty sure they eventually did it. And then that's how they uncovered that he was clearly... Hmm. Part of Al Qaeda. 
That's an interesting debate in itself, the uh, cooperation and or what sort of authority the government has to compel these tech companies to break encryption, uh, encryption per criminal investigations. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you have the, it's easier to make the argument when you have a case like, listen, this guy just shot up a place. We know it's his phone because we found it in his pocket. You have to be careful about we suspect this guy of plotting something or we suspect that he may have been associated with this. Those get to be uh, tricky, tricky areas to navigate. Yeah, but the, if they suspected he was a white nationalist, they probably. Would oh, have instant. Done it. Yeah. Then yeah. we get to see uh, then we get to see his notes about uh, about uh, Richard Blumen Jew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such a waste. <laughs> Never forget, it is Richard Jumanlal. Never forget. He's like, that guy deserves to be in prison just for missing that pun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder what happened to his arsenal, too. Did they just destroy those? Or did, did, they, um, did they donate them to gun owners in need? What happens to those wrongfully confiscated We're all gun arsenals? owners in need, aren't we? I think, yeah, yeah, it's a varying degrees. I, I agree. Okay, uh, tell me. Well, first, we got to listen to the 20-minute uh, intro on this one. <laughs> Even though I don't know if this is hoax hate, it's something similar. And now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, she was seen. She was actually seen on someone's ring doorbell or whatever we're looking at. They've arrested her, but what the hell's going on here? A 52-year-old woman arrested for allegedly writing a racist letter ordering residents of a San Francisco Bay Area town to... So it's an Oakland suburb, so may, maybe... Yeah, East Bay? Mm-hmm. Hmm. San Leandro? Yeah. Town to vacate their home so a white person can move in. <laughs> uh, here's where I get suspicious. Nancy Arachiga. Ah, yes. Well-known white supremacist name. Mm. A resident of San Leandro, Leandro, I don't know anything about these areas, is alleged to have left notes at five different homes in the Aaron Bay section of the Oakland suburb on Friday evening. So I did like a little preliminary research, and it seems like this is a super Asian area. Is this correct? Does anybody live around this area? And you can tell me more about the demographics. It was um, gleefully reported by an Asian reporter in local media. And I know one of the uh, alleged victims was was Asian. So the 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 official narrative here is that the the the, the Snow White Nancy Arachiga <laughs> went to Asian people's homes in the East Bay and posted this note that is all about um I guess the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and also move out so white people can move in. Okay, people are saying that it's not a super Asian area. Okay, but she t- she definitely targeted Asian homes. The people who got the notes were Asian, or at she least the person did. who made this public on Facebook. Hmm, so maybe she's an American hero after, I mean, a hoax hater. <laughs> maybe she took your advice about just the right amount of anti-Chinese sentiment. Maybe, yeah. maybe she, yeah, maybe she's maybe. one of your, uh, she's, she's inspired by you for all we know. But Arachiga, you know? Is that, uh, I was, I, I tried to look up this lady a little bit too. I couldn't find um, any association with Democrats or anything. I didn't find I, anything. I tried to find a Facebook page. I tried to look up donations that she may have made according to the federal campaign finance databases. This lady is a ghost as yeah. far as I can tell. I, I can't find anything on her. The letter generated significant attention on social media after it was circulated by one of the residents who received it. 
Trini Wynn. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have the letter pulled up, but it's hilarious. I do, yeah. I, we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, inspire domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare and security and blessings of liberty to ourselves, to our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution. If you are a woman, if you are a woman born in an other country, takes your children with you. <laughs> so the English was broken too? I didn't it Broken ass English, under 21 years old, consider a bless of God. And then she concludes with... Uh, Basically saying that residents of the home should move out so that a white person can move in in that place. <laughs> Did she say that explicitly in the letter? White people need to move in. I can't. Yeah, say. it's underlined. I think. Oh, leave leave this country place. No Asian allowed. <laughs> I mean, I okay. I'm skeptical of the weird broken English here, but whatever. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, racist I, American but, hero. I, the, the, okay she puts on the beanie and the sunglasses she puts on a usa beanie too is this a sincere person or is this someone who's trying to make a show of things she doesn't look that white to me I, I can't tell i can't tell from these pictures but uh but this just doesn't seem <laughs> legitimate we'll we'll see where this goes she is she actually facing any charges uh I she was arrested know. but what are they gonna get her would it have to be like trespass or what would be the crime well, can you trespass in that way? I don't know. Like, is posting a note on someone's door, even if the note is mean, is that criminal? Uh, I actually Lawyers don't know. in our crowd could probably answer that question. But I guess my question would be, wouldn't it have to be threatening? Like, I'm going to do this action to you? Because people come and post campaign material on my door all the time, and I don't like it. But I don't seek to prosecute those people either. Is that mm. criminal? I don't know. I need a legal mind to explain to I me. I mean, I bet she's... Mexican. I, it sounds like a Hispanic name to me, but I don't know. I don't know the origins of the name. But this Trini Wynn, is she Chinese? The That person is Asian. I don't know what specific... But what kind of Asian? It's important. I don't know. You could probably look it up, though. I think mm. that maybe the original poster is in here. Um, because if she, if she correctly yeah, identified five Chinese households, then... Uh, that she was very specific about her... Ethnic right. targeting. Yeah. Then I'm going to lay off this, uh, this lady. <laughs> She's doing God's work. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to correctly identify five Chinese people. out of a group She did of her homework. I bet most Asian people can do that. Speaking of whether this is legit or fake, speaking of anti-Asian sentiment, this next one isn't a hoax either. It's very real. It's a message from Asian celebrities saying that not eating Chinese food is hateful. So they're, uh, they're urging you to, quote, take out hate. Mm. Restaurants across the country are struggling. But Chinese restaurants, they're closing at double the rate of others. As if we needed to hear any more f***ed up stats right now. The Asian American community, it's being singled out. Asian restaurants are being defaced coast to coast. The fact that so many people are avoiding Asian food. It's just a sneaky new form of racism. Can't believe I have to say this, but COVID is not sushi's fault. Don't let that hate get between you and these shrimp dumps. They're f- delicious. So let's come together to take out hate. Let's show support for our Asian-owned businesses by ordering a little too much takeout. Delicious, delicious takeout. Like right now. Pad thai, soup dumplings. We know you don't want to cook tonight anyway. And don't forget to snap a pic of your takeout hate meal. Tag your friends, tag the restaurant, tag your mom. Just tag everyone. Hold on. 
I'm doing activism. Take out hate. Take out hate. Take out hate. Take out hate. For the first time in history, the world needs you to post more food pictures on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do I, love I, Asian food. So I probably should have scanned the hashtag to see if people are trolling this or not. I don't know. But it'd be a good opportunity. Hashtag take out hate on Instagram and maybe Twitter. I don't know. So Trini Nguyen is a Vietnamese name. Okay. So fail. So she fail. didn't even get the right ones. Yeah. Well, uh, you mentioned you love Chinese food. Are you, is it like, does it have to be authentic for you? Or are you No, like- I love Japanese food. I love sushi. I do love the sushi place here. I don't know how authentic it is, but it's awesome. And I love Thai food. And then Chinese food when they can keep like their disgusting foods out of it. <laughs> You know. I've hated Chinese food forever. Oh, that's so, right. So um, yeah. my question is, was that ethnic hate? Like if I hated Chinese food before coronavirus, was that ethnic hate? Am I allowed to hate certain types of food for whatever reason I want? Let's say it was even genuine racism. Am I not allowed to? Am, is that is that a crime? Is that a moral failing to like yeah. or dislike food for whatever reason I want? You're clearly Hitler. You're super racist. Also... The only Chinese food I ever consume is Panda Express. That is Is, crazy. Is that Chinese? And what about the white college kid who made it for me? Does that count? Is that, can I take out hate by going and and paying some white college kid to make Chinese food for me? Does that count? I actually had this discussion with my husband today because we, we have like five Mexicans in town and then they all own different taco trucks. So I went to the taco truck that's usually amazing and it was all white lesbians working there. I'm not going to that truck. But we went to the taco truck yesterday know. too. We went we went shopping for outdoor flowers and there was just this taco truck right next to it. And we're like, all right, let's go all get right. some burritos. And it was pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, initially I was like, I don't like this. But then I remembered that we talked about those uh, Portland burrito bitches. That's right. Yeah. That got shut down. And I remember saying, like, I'm pretty sure white people can figure out how to put beans in a tortilla and it'd be pretty good. <sighs> So I was like, maybe I should just keep uh, being a patron of the taco truck. Never forget the Uzbek rice and beans and weird meat is the necessary price we pay to have people run down in Manhattan by a Home Depot truck. That's the price yeah. you pay for ethnic food that we need to <laughs> we need to secure. It All is right, the uh, only perk of multiculturalism. Um, as many of the uh, the responses on Twitter note, it it wasn't uh, xenophobia or racism that caused the closure of Asian restaurants, by the way. It was your governors that did that. By the way, a lot of them are Democrats. Just keep that in mind. And then as ridiculous as this is and as fun as it is to make fun of it, it does actually raise the reason the reason I'm interested in this. It does raise some fairly serious philosophical questions. Is it discrimination if I refuse to support a business for whatever reason I want? And why is that wrong? Why are these businesses owed my patronage success in the market means catering to what consumers want, not forcing consumers to buy things they don't want. There is no injustice in me refusing to eat at a restaurant. That's my right. And for whatever reason that I see fit. So I think it's, it's very, the, the, the morality of this proposition here, I find to be very twisted and odd. At what point do you have a moral obligation to support a business based on demographic considerations or some such nonsense? I guess they would say that they are certain that this is the result of racism because it happened only to Asian takeout restaurants after the coronavirus. But everyone's restaurants are suffering. I guess they're saying suffering worse. Suffering worse. 
Okay, but there's not going to be equality across the board for any business. Certain categories of businesses are suffering more than others because of people's fears and because of government crackdowns. Equality in that sense is is a false goal. It's a false hope. It's never going to happen. If you want to get customers in your door, think of some creative ways to get customers in your door. Create a product that I want to buy. I'm sorry, I don't care about shrimp dumps or whatever the hell she's talking. I just don't. That's me. It's great if you care about shrimp dumps, but I don't have a moral obligation to go in there and buy them. I'm not a hateful person. Well, it pisses me off. I mean, I, I love Asian food, and that just made me not want to get takeout. Is that a thing? Is it? Are they actually called shrimp dumps? I don't know. I, hate, I pretty least, much hate verbal abbreviations. That's the least attractive food name I've ever heard. I don't want to buy that. I don't care who makes it. I don't care if the person's Chinese or white or black. I don't want shrimp dumps. I don't want, I want nothing to do with that. Anyway, uh, that, that's the show. We'll call wow. it there. We'll catch up with our chat. Wow, look at that. Pretty good time. Not bad. Let's see, Zach um, Coggins with his faggy drink was the last person. Let me reload this. I'm going to catch up over on DLive real quick. Crypto Crook also says, bailed me the second time in a row. Blonde bailed me the second time in a row. That's true. Some people get unlucky with their... I should mix up where I go to read first because some people, they get their chats read when you go to the bathroom multiple times in a row. I'm sorry. Bathroom time again. Do you know All what it's compliments- like to gain this much weight and it be sitting right on your bladder? All God. my compliments weren't heard, he says. Um, and I, so I'll go back and read them. Uh, Blonde's beauty and facial expressions are better parts of the show. Matt, you're good too. Love you both. There you go. Oh, thank you. Speaking of which, I need a Corona relief break. Oh, really? How preg? How many months pregnant? I don't are shame you. you. I, didn't, I didn't shame you for having to take a break. That was it's not okay. a part of the show. Caesar and I can handle it. Right, I'll Caesar? be right back. Don't bite her face off, Caesar. No, he's being a good boy. Uh, Derek Finley, if no black people vote for Joe Biden, I read that one, didn't I? I'm sorry. I also D and D. Arsenov, you told me how to say your name last time, and I've already forgotten. I'm sorry. Uh, does this mean Biden took the black pill? <laughs> Did I already read that? My brain doesn't work anymore, guys. Uh, Brendan Rexford. Just wanted to thank you for helping me discover that I am conservative. Thank you for being my sanity safe space from the People's Republic of Portland. Uh, I'm sure that's for Matt because his principled stance has helped a lot of people discover their conservatism. Um, but Portland, oof, yikes. Thanks, Brendan. Uh, Long Dong John. Yeah, I said that. Quit a real job for this, guys. Matt and I once made love at ATF headquarters. Then an agent walked in, pointed at Matt's groin, and said, that's under 16 inches. You're going to need a tax stamp. I'm pretty happy he didn't have to hear that because I think he'd be embarrassed. Um, Are you guys messing with me, or did I already read these? Oh, thank God you're back. Why, did you you encounter technical difficulties or something? No, I just, my pregnancy brain has uh, caused like frontal lobe atrophy and I couldn't remember <laughs> if I've read any, like three in a row. There was a sexual ah. one you missed that I'm pretty happy you missed. Damn it. Uh, Boogeyman917, frankly, you two are the best of YouTube, of the YouTubes. Hashtag you ain't black, lol. How much more obvious do the Dems have to be um, that they take the black vote for granted? I know it was kind of like a moment of accidental candor, which is why I'm not going to call it a gaffe. Yeah, I mean, he meant to say what the, the spirit of what he was saying was absolutely intentional. That yeah. was not accidental. That was not a misspeak. 
Jim Keats Memorial Day thought my great uncle Kenny was uh, killed in action in Korea on March 31st, 1950 mm. in Operation Ripper. I never got to know him, but I'm wearing a first Cav t-shirt in his honor. Rest in peace. They killed Kenny. <laughs> oh, man. I hate to make jokes about that sort of thing. Well, um, happy Memorial Day, and, and thanks for sharing the story. And, uh, and of course, thanks to uh, your uncle Kenny and, and to your family. Austin H, 75,000 estimated fatalities from diseases of despair and 80,000 missed cancer diagnoses as of a few weeks ago based on some estimates. That is fucking crazy. Yeah, I heard some stats about that. How many cancer cases of cancer are caught early on a weekly basis? And it's thousands and thousands. And presumably they're not being caught now. The negative consequences of that will uh, will be felt later on. We will have to deal with that. People with advanced cancer that otherwise may have uh, faced better outcomes or been had better outcomes available. Pittsburgh, Matt and I once made love and let me tell you, he ain't black. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, I'm also not Asian. Okay. That's true. Fair. Yeah. Wait, was that a, was that a diss at ping? Is that what you're saying? No, I thought it was a dick size joke. That's what I thought it was. Oh. See my yeah. brain. Ah. And I take yeah. everything so personally. God. Yeah. I only do this with Caesar because I still would love for him to be adopted before the baby comes. You have, uh, you have any serious uh, suitors? Yeah, but I want to be so sad. Hmm. So you're going to wait till he bites the baby? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Maybe he'll be like really protective and he won't be a piece of shit to her. I bet. That sounds that sounds right. Uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, I just read that one. Stan. Uh, blonde, your rant is right. My two and four-year-old nieces are suffering greatly by this quarantine. They're very sad every day because they miss being able to be kids going to dance this is mental abuse now i know at what point does mm. this become child abuse um chaos. is this the stan was that the stan stan with a good beard well hope you're doing well stan and uh, i hope the beard's still under construction and uh thanks for chiming in chaos learland says good rant one of the best everyone knows it huge two uh was biden's claim <laughs> of you. the naacp backing even more egregious than his mimi you ain't black assertion that is uh, yeah i feel like it's, you really should know calling someone's name with certainty and making a claim of fact that's 100% false. Yeah, that's the underrated part of that that is also damaging. Yeah. Damien McHugh, I love the show. It's one of the few things I look forward to each week. Keep up the great work. Also, Governor Cuomo is a mass murderer and terrorist who should be sent to Gitmo. He purposely killed thousands of seniors in nursing homes. He's a douche. And also, that is true. Yeah. How that's not a major controversy. Tucker's all I, over it. Yeah, but I well more broadly than like conservative media, you know, you you don't hear that. Yeah. I don't. I've heard none of that on the morning news. He's praised as a hero. DeSantis is a villain. Mm -hmm. The rest of the Republicans are a villain. Meanwhile, I I'm not. I can't. I won't. I'm not so cynical as to say that New York is a disaster area strictly because of of uh, Cuomo's policy choices. That is to say that I think some of the density of New York city just made this made the reality of coronavirus spread and death there borderline unavoidable, uh, unavoidable. Yeah. That said, that doesn't excuse the insane decisions like that, where you, you take people who are infected and force them and insert them by force or by force of law into the place where the most vulnerable people live. That's an insane policy. Some of that is, benefit of hindsight because we now know how dangerous it is to people they knew of that, that at age, the time but, though um but what viruses aren't dangerous to people of that age anyway yeah. 
Yeah. Um, while, you know, espousing all of these, these views that were there protecting the most vulnerable in society and stuff. It was just yeah. egregious. Awfully uh, ironic. Yeah. Freddie Sauce, I'm 100% convinced that Biden is just a distraction to take all the flack and they'll replace him at the last minute. Uh, there won't be any time to dig dirt up. New candidate will be golden compared to Biden. That's actually mm. occurred to me too. Like maybe. It's, it's been a very weird year so far. We're probably going to get weirder. I think that's a fair prediction. Um, MW, I get a lot of hate from leftists on Twitter on my take that religious adherents should be free to express their faith up to attending in-person per, in services. Liberty, not safety. Absolutely. I mean, you can't go to AA meetings or church, but you can go to the liquor store and you can go to Walmart. It's like, yeah. wh where the fuck are our priorities here? Well, I was talking about that church burning in Mississippi that I personally think is more likely than not self-inflicted. I was talking about that. That said, the church's point of getting busted up by the cops, leaving their church and going to Walmart to show that there's absolutely no citable offense. There's no citation against them. If their entire congregation walks around in Walmart freely, it's only if they're at their place of worship that the police show up and start harassing them. Yeah. I mean, that to me is a totally valid point that, that I think was a lot of people ripped them for that stunt, including the judge in the case that they're, that they're in, their, in their lawsuit. But I think the point is perfectly valid. I, I thought the point was well raised, to be honest. Yamzy, I've um, been watching for years. Have some of my Corona bucks since losing my job last year. I've been trying to make my way as a streamer, and I'm getting close to affiliate, to affiliate, and would much appreciate your assistance. Yamzy underscore boy b o i on Twitch. I don't know anything about how the Twitch system works. Uh, I used to, it. well, I used to do gaming on Twitch, but that was a long time ago. Do you? I only um, go over there to check on the status of Lauren Southern's hot sister. I didn't even know she has a she has a sister streaming on Twitch. Her sister is so hot; it's crazy. Younger or older sister? I don't even know. Huh. Uh, but like her body's like crazy. Like I, I was looking at pictures of her. I'm like, uh, you what does like she do? Woman. What are her streams? I don't know. She's some DJ hot tits or whatever. Whatever. Oh, Twitch it's not. Girls it's do. not like it's not politics. It's not anything like her sister. No, the only thing I know about her is that she's like a total smoke show. Hmm. Um, anyway, good luck with good luck with your stream. All, all I can say, of course, is Yamsy that it's, boy. it's just about doing it no matter what. That's the number one thing I can say about our show that we have. We just show up and do it no matter what. That's it. We do. Yeah. We always get it done. Fat Hooligan, you should check out Atheism is Unstoppable's video on Arbery. It shows footage of his prior interactions with law enforcement. Surprise, he was a thug. No wonder he tried to grab a guy's gun. He did get arrested for a variety of things. He I've tried to steal that big-ass TV. I've seen some of them, and uh, I, we just, I, I thought about playing some of that stuff this week, but we've talked about the case so much. And, and My thinking on that is like it, it is revealing of potentially the character, but I don't know that character concerns are super relevant to me in terms of who was justified in defending themselves in that interaction. I think if anything, those those prior recordings do some damage to the just a jogger narrative. But in my mind, the just a jogger narrative was already pretty compromised in yeah. my judgment. So naturally, I mean, he pulled out my headphones. So I didn't hear what you have to say. But uh, I suppose technically that knowledge of his previous crimes shouldn't contribute to. Um, it doesn't demonstrate guilt in this case. Yeah. Yeah. But, but what about what they did to Harvey Weinstein? Well, our point was that was bad. <laughs> I, 
I know, but yeah. you know, they've now they've set that precedent. So should we allow people's previous criminal behavior to contribute to the picture of who they are at the time of the crime? Well, yeah, that, that's my point. It doesn't offer insight into who's justified as a self-defense matter in that mm -hmm. instance. It does offer insight about character and the questions of was this just a jogger or was this a person with potentially malicious intent? That's it. But in yeah. my mind, I've never been team just a jogger anyway. So I, yeah, I yeah. to me, this does those don't change a lot in my mind. Um, Shaniqua Stunning and Brave is next, right? I don't know. I don't have it in front of me, but I can look. Oh, sorry. Um, Biden has left the presidential race to take up dentistry. <laughs> Drop your kids off and go for a jog while I sniff out their teeth problems brings a whole new <laughs> meeting to open up and say, ah. Yeah, you sure you don't have Joe for a dentist? Uh, uh. Or your sister, rather? Oh, no, I'm sure it's not him. Uh, Redwall, 1521. Uh, go Bruins. Fuck South Carolina, SC. I, I don't know. It's got to be USC. Uh, this is a UCLA versus USC thing. We're talking about USC with uh, with, with with Aunt Becky. Oh, UCLA yeah. Bruins. This is a Bruins fan. On the Biden gaffe, I think Tim Pool's video on how everyone is jumping on uh, on it is spot on. Every response is just part of an act for both sides, and you shouldn't fall into it. Uh, what does that mean? I mean, I thought it was really telling and damaging to him personally yeah. and his campaign. Well, I will say, of course, I'm not personally offended. I'm not going to sit up here and do the like the moralizing routine about what he said because stuff, at least as offensive, quote unquote, gets said on this show each and every week. My point on in it, my point uh, on this thing is, according to the standards to which we hold conservatives, libertarians, Trump, whoever on so-called racism, this would be the worst thing Trump's ever said if he said it. Yeah. So it's not, um, it's not about me being, uh, I'm not offended by this. I'm not going to pretend to be. I just think as a political matter, it's, it's a massive hypocrisy in the values they claim to uphold. Uh, BB, thank you so much. Big donation. Um, so okay, love you guys. We love you too, BB. Oh well, thanks, BB. Uh, we we love BB Soros. That was the nickname. Right? <laughs> yeah. I got Where's my Where's my Bernie? I gotta get Bernie. Oh, I am I not do. gonna be niggered. There we go. Saint sister, my 22 year old son and I attended a freedom festival in Niwago, Michigan, on Thursday, sponsored by Stand Up Michigan. It felt great to be with some real Americans who stand for the Constitution. That's another silver lining and a point for optimism. You can do that sort of networking right now, too. And you can find people who are on your team and this sort of thing. And you can organize better in the future so that maybe we can fight back against this sort of encroachment more effectively. Mark Duquesne, atheism is unstoppable. Has mastered the YouTube game, broke, broken through to the next level, and then mastered that. His jogger expose videos our works of red pill art <laughs> made wow. from this fallen world's trash. This must be fantastic stuff. I guess I got to check it out. Never forget that you falsely accused that kangaroo of trashing your good name too. That's right. Yeah. And I don't remember who it really was still. Teal deer. It was Teal oh, Is deer. he still a thing? I don't know. I haven't watched his material for a while. The long story. Um, hi, Matt and blonde Brit here living in South Korea. I don't usually tune in since I'm at work, but just wanted to sneakily pop in and support your work this time. Keep it up. Always enjoying the show. Well, thank you. Thank you and, so much. Uh, much appreciated. Thanks for chiming in. Uh, number two, Asian Quayne Thunderberg. <laughs> would you consider randomizing the call-in show on some nights? It feels like we hear from the same 15 people every Wednesday and the rest of the community is ignored. That's a legitimate criticism. Um, it could be. We could, but I guess what I'd have to, I'm open to the idea, but my question is how, how do we do the randomization system? Cause if it's just me picking randomly, then the accusations will, 
the selection. Um, so I think we uh, maybe I'm not I'm not shutting the door on such a thing, but it seems like it might be difficult to manage. You'd have to incorporate like a random number generator or something like that. Maybe you could do it that way. That sounds like a lot of work, but I do hear you because that's that's legitimate criticism. It is always the same people calling. You got to be right on it. That's true. Ryan Russell uh, got me some reparations today. So redistributing some of my 40 acres and a mule to y'all, even if hashtag you ain't black. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Mad Dad. Can't listen live tonight. Just wanted to say with a shooting death this week, I now have double Rona bingo. With a. Sh- I'm not sure. There's a joke here. I'm not sure I follow it, though. With a shooting death this week. I now have double. Is he saying the Rona. shooting death was a coronavirus death? Is that the bit? You know, well, just because we don't understand your jokes doesn't mean that they're not funny. Someone's laughing. I, I never, I always feel bad because it's probably a really great joke that I just am not, I'm not getting. I'm sorry, and it, it, This isn't always the best uh, way to, to communicate jokes too. You know, it's difficult. Uh, the life sentence, 2278. I didn't have to isolate being moved around the country this whole time. If you look at the irresponsible inflation of the death figures, Shipping COVID patients into nursing homes is no worse than a bad flu and a massive scam on the American people. Lots of Americans were hurt by this, and they should be not only pissed, but revolutionary after this BS. That's how I feel. It's like, are we going to, as a society, decide to kill Gavin Newsom? Like, when do we do, when do, we do that? <laughs> only in self-defense, Susan. Only in self-defense. And he's there has to be a people's point, fundamental you know? liberties. Yeah. Are we, do we have the spirit this is the sp- of the revolution in us anymore. I don't think so. This is the sort of stuff that we've been talking about philosophically for years leading up to this. We have seen this sort of violation of people's fundamental rights. I never thought I would ever see yet. Here we are. Yeah. So the sort of thing that we've seen like in Odessa, Texas, where it's like, okay, well, if you want to come violate people's fundamental rights, we do have a bunch of armed civilians here that hopefully will be a little bit of a deterrence for you. Yeah. I, I fully support that sort of thing. I want to follow up on that that sort of case too, because those guys were arrested for holding guns in a legal place. See how that goes. We put Gavin Newsom's head on a pike, and then the next story from CNN is that he died of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> you know that joke persists, which it's a joke, Susan. You hear yes. Me? Uh, that joke persists in almost every death article i see like, <laughs> i'm just browsing facebook no. like local news yeah. oh man there was a horrible like three person car crash in missoula three people dead <laughs> i go to the first comment all coronavirus deaths gone too soon and i laugh every time yeah and i also feel terrible because i know th- i'm laughing at a story about people who died that's awful but the other side of it is like, like this we've is, never done that before this is the reality of this the circumstances that we've created where everything that that can be shoved into the coronavirus box will be shoved into the coronavirus box we've laughed about people's deaths long before coronavirus our favorite sounder is right before a brutal homicide i don't even have that one i think i got rid of it because i hardly used it i don't have it in front of me and then how many laws have that, we extracted by the way, from the lesbian cliff diving incident? <laughs> Where yeah, five but, children died. And by the way, the guys in Texas in the I Doubt It case, they're still on trial. That has not been adjudicated as a murder yet. Might be perfectly legitimate self-defense. What, what do you call, I mean, uh, yeah, I shouldn't call it a murder or homicide, but 
right before somebody is killed by gunfire or something. Yeah. Well, I call it an accurate description of the events. The guy said, I'm going to kill you. And he said, I doubt it. The guy <laughs> swung a baseball bat at him and then he was killed. That sounds like an accurate narration. I don't know why it's so funny. It's the shirtlessness <laughs> and, the, and the dumpster angle. They're both just Michelin men of obesity <laughs> not wearing shirts. Yeah. Son yeah. of the wolf. On Memorial Day, I remember my fallen brother in arms, Sergeant Michael D. Kerspel, killed mm. in action in Nawabad. I don't know if I mispronounced that, Afghanistan in 2010. I hope everyone will take a moment to remember those who gave everything for their country. Sorry to hear that, man. And thank you for, for serving the country. And thank you for preserving uh, the memory of Sergeant Kerspell. Shauna Thornton, I think this Joe Rogan thing will be the beginning of the end of this thing. Conservatives have already been building their own platforms. Plus, Ruben's locals, I think lots will follow him. You know, he's really been killing it lately. I haven't read his book, but I've been watching some of his interviews. His interview with Rand Paul was excellent. Um, Ruben is somebody that, like, I feel like I could trust. He always operates with integrity on the platform, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, and uh, he did our show when we were nobody. Of all the people I've interacted yeah. with in this environment, you know, I'm not even speaking to ideological things here. Just being a good guy and um, being responsive and following through and good character person. He's up there with anyone I've worked with in this entire environment, and he's stepped up to build something in locals and in his own channel that I admire and that I hope I can build someday. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm glad to see his success and I'm glad to see the book doing well in sales too. Atlas hugged. <laughs> uh, the funniest thing I've heard this week was someone comparing the Dem strategy to springtime for Hitler from the producers looking forward to November, hoping for a break from all of this cringe. Mm. Uh, yeah. What a weird few months, man. I'm... Bane Trump. Uh, Joe is doing CYA. Tim was unprofessional taking a call midstream for 30 minutes and Tim was bashing Alex for being too spicy. A real free speech fighter. This just burns Susan. Um, pay processors, etc. Cuck. I actually, I didn't watch this. So I, I can't even opine. I have no knowledge. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what, I don't know what was said on the show or not, but uh, I would like to hear what Joe has to say in his own words. That is definitely of interest to me. Oh, this is great from Laurel. Um, what recent piece of news or change in daily life makes you the most pessimistic about the future and what makes you the most optimistic? Hmm. Oh. Um, most optimistic, I think, is all the stories that we're trying to cover each week, which is people pushing back on this and getting the little wins that uh, amount to big victories incrementally. As far as most pessimistic... I think we're, I like to believe that we're past the point of the deepest pessimism for me. And the, I don't know that there was a single incident, but what did bug me is the degree to which we, we all, almost all as a society just happily went along with this stuff as though it was obviously true. And as though surrendering our liberties and our, our basic freedoms and our, our livelihoods themselves mm-hmm. was just the obvious and easy solution I don't know how to put that into one specific event, but if I had to explain it as a general concept, I would say that's what's most dis- that what's most disappointing to me is everybody falling under the illusion or the delusion that the people in charge in government specifically have some master plan to save you from the dangers that are inherent to the world. Yeah. That bummed me out. Yeah. I'm not saying we shouldn't, desire help or request help or even expect it. 
But the idea that they will keep you safe when shit hits the fan, they like will not. Fools. They right. will not. They will almost always make it worse than if you just prepared for yourself and assumed a little bit of personal responsibility. No one looks out for you like you. I guarantee exactly. you that. Yeah. And I was bummed to see that stuff just abandoned. Um, I guess you said recent piece of news. Uh, it makes me the most pessimistic is the response of the Catholic Church, probably. Mm. They just pushed out so hard on this, um, which has been disappointing. Uh, what makes me the most optimistic, I know this is small, it's probably pregnancy hormones, but that video of those kids doing the bike tricks. That was great, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this. I'm, everybody's seen it, apparently. I sent it to my mom, and she was like, oh, I saw that on Twitter this morning. Right. Oh, oh, you're talking about the staircase one, not the yeah. same. The only thing on that is that is old. That's been around for a long time. What? Yeah, that's it's resurfaced now because it's a great metaphor for what's going on. That but isn't that, a result of the coronavirus. No, I've seen that. Cli- I've seen that clip probably two years ago. Oh, it's re- it's recirculating. You're talking about the one where there's that lady yelling, "Hey, I'm going to call the sheriff," and the dude's trying to do the yeah. the bike trick over the staircase, and then he just sticks it right in her face. Oh, basically. I thought that was some coronavirus thing. No, I'm over here watching old. on my phone, like <laughs> the spirit of the young is so strong it, in these yeah, trials. It's a fantastic clip. If it was recent, I would have played it for sure. Ah, oh, damn it! It's okay. just it is a metaphor for right now, but it's not right now. Okay, then filling in the uh, the the kids using the the sand pit as the bike i liked that too that was great the kids using the sand pit as the bike thing i can totally (laughs) digging out the sand in the skate park and skateboarding anyway and dirt biking in the skate park all that there it is thank you uh odysseus horse utah fans check your email i've selected a date range uh day to celebrate our freedom and good company if you're not part of the group email and want to be or want more info dm at Millennial C S E A. Thank you, Odysseus. Mm, and good, yeah. Send us some pictures. We'll see how that goes. Range day is always good fun. Bain Trump investors and shareholders have no control. All of them too afraid to withdraw and lose more money. You have more control with government votes. Just waiting yeah, for Google true. to buy Spotify. Republic <laughs> will do nothing. That would be. <laughs> Wouldn't that be ironic? That would be uh, tragically hilarious. You're right. Yeah, and then Joe Rogan would be like, "What?" Um, <laughs> just kidding susan yeah really sweaty contract's still juice. good right <laughs> <laughs> uh i like blonde but i'll sell out for money because the country is doomed how, how are any of you better than pelosi waters biden or anyone uh, else selling us out i mean anybody that is middle class cannot tell me that they do not have a price that they would compromise and work for somebody that they thought was terrible for um I like it just becomes like impossible at any you're telling me you wouldn't you wouldn't do this for one hundred million dollars and a hundred million dollars well and i think the distinction there too is you're talking about at what point would you sell your property and when you're talking about pelosi waters biden corrupt politicians you're talking about selling out the public yeah as in other people just to be clear i'm not saying that i would compromise you and your property for money what I'm saying is that when it comes to my, the property to which I have rights, property under my ownership, yeah, I'm not going to sell out my principles for a small sum of money. The no. point is there is a sum at which most people will sell that sort of those sort of personal principles, not other people's rights, but personal principles. I also could accumulate so much money that I could be so much more effective after I quit that job. That's true. 
but yeah, just, and just to be, just to be clear, I'm at no point would I, if someone came to me behind the scenes and says, I'll pay you a hundred million dollars to commit a crime against somebody else or no. otherwise act immorally against someone or else. like rape no, a kid I'm, or something I'm like that. I'm not doing yeah. that. I'm not doing that. We're talking about property you want. That's right. What, but if I context. could compromise my, my principles to get a hundred million dollars out of Susan Wiki Wiki and then five years later, turn it around and become her. And the correct give version of her fifty million dollars to the Daily Stormer. Would I do it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, principles upheld at that point. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, Kinpatsu. I know no one wants to go near this, but what is your opinion of QAnon? Is it just the internet being the internet, or is there anything there? I'm not a believer, but skeptically open-minded. Honestly, I don't know if I'm going to share this. Uh, like some some good stuff comes through QAnon, but for the most part, I've just found that it's a way for boomers to be conspiratorial. I don't follow. I have no opinion just because I don't, I don't follow. I can't, can't comment. Yeah. David C first time donor. I love the show, but to your point blonde, can y'all really be upset at any other big wig for selling out their principles or sticking up for the constitution? How do we get better? Listen, I would be more willing to sacrifice a ton of money if I had more faith in the American experiment, like Skag, I bet his number for compromising was so much higher than mine. <laughs> but I would still be got comfortable one. speculating that my number's higher than your number. For yeah. sure. But, but yeah. you know, you, you've still got one. Um, we've actually had this conversation on the show multiple times. Like, uh, how, how do you rank the things um, in your life? Uh, God first, and then is it family or country? Or is it country family? Skag is a country family kind of guy. I am a family country kind of girl. And I think that if America um, had more staying power, if we actually had a country built on principles, if the coronavirus hadn't played out like it had, uh, I would be more willing to worry about the country. I'm also pregnant and a woman. So what do you want? <laughs> yeah, just disregard everything she says. It's yeah. a much simpler solution. Shanique Even though I participated in that conversation. But you get it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Shanique was standing brave. If Rogan is correct, then we're all just a bunch of monkeys. Then Biden. Ha <laughs> oh, I'm too deep into this. Has 2020 in the bag. I'm going to move on from that. I, that was a good one. I liked that one. Uh, David C. First time donor. Love the show. Oh, whoop. Totally read that one. Sorry. Esoterica Unbound. Mainstream media have so tribalized the outbreak along party lines that will be trapped in the Karenocracy for years. Hmm. Dems are now fully invested in the idea of returning to normality is a desire to kill the old and infirm. Hmm. Rocky Mountain Monk. Matt, your Memorial Day rant reflected my feelings exactly and expressed much more eloquently than I could. This Vietnam vet salutes you. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate it. And thanks for serving the country. Matt has a way with words. Sometimes. Not always. Makes me emotional periodically. Uh, Eric K., did you guys uh, happen to catch the last Libertarian presidential debate? It was hosted by John Stossel, and it made me realize why no one takes the party seriously. They advocated for open borders, for fuck's sake. I do love John Stossel, but part of that is like an adolescent sexual fantasy, I think. <laughs> the right mustache? Yeah, it's just like Trebek-level mustache. <laughs> I did not. I watched him in 2016, so I haven't seen any recent ones. I'll check him out, but of course the borders issue among the Libertarian Party it's is a, a real big split. Problem. Yeah. It's a big split, and I'm not, uh, I'm not of the open borders persuasion, mm. but uh, maybe I'll listen to it. Long Dong John. 
Mika Brzezinski wears that Karen haircut like a pro. Watch out, Jack. She's going to call your manager. She apparently did. Yeah. Leaf Sandiger. um, I don't want football to return. Just another season for the Vikings to disappoint me. (laughs) Well, this year's weird enough that, hey, maybe it's it's finally the year. Wishful thinking. Uh, first son of man, interesting dinner choice, blonde. Are you hoping that your future baby is good at a certain sport? No, I was thinking that it was because I was thinking about getting Thai food, but you're talking about the watermelon, aren't you? Uh, (laughs) Matt, do you know why I wrap duct tape around a gerbil so it doesn't explode when I sodomize it? (laughs) What the hell is that? That's disgusting. I can't believe we're the only people to not know about this Richard Gere thing. Well, is that you sodomizing the gerbil or is that the gerbil sodomizing you or you forcing the gerbil to sodomize you? It has to be you forcing the gerbil to sodomize you. Yeah. You can't sodomize a gerbil. This guy's claiming they can. I don't know. Mr. Rich Lowpitch, only the hard-hitting news here. Uh, Lockdown got extended to mid-June in Michigan. Thankfully, there's a cigar lounge close to me that's still open. Also, what microphone sound insulation do you recommend for voice overwork? We like our microphones, but I don't know what they are. As far as getting perfect vocals, I'm not the guy to talk to. But these mics have done a great job for us in our kind of duct tape operation. For These are the same mics we've had the entire duration of the show, with the exception of maybe like one or two early on. Um, they're they're Rode uh, Procasters. Yeah. So uh, they've done the, for their a reasonably affordable price, and they've done a great job. So I, w- I would recommend checking out Rode stuff. I like uh, I used to use blue mics back in my gaming days and the snowball ones, the snowball, the Yeti, and I've had good luck with them at the price point, but eventually they all just break. They just stop working. Eventually yeah. all of them stopped working. Some as soon as like six months and lots me. of static. Yeah, uh, they do pick up a ton of background noise, too. David Cooper, my employer is opening the office in a few weeks with draconian measures. I will continue working from home until you end them. I hear you. Mm. That's why I'm not going to church, although I should be. Jason Edward, don't leave your house or speak with anyone ever again, but still wear a mask and gloves and report your neighbors that throw out their garbage without a mask and gloves who make eye contact. <laughs> Jeez. Pete Hodges, the origin is a con man successfully sold the Brooklyn Bridge before he was shut down. Other uh, con men sold oceanfront property in Arizona. Gotcha. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, Zach Coggins, Matt, you said the Michigan governor's name wrong. It's pronounced Whitler. No, thank you. Michigander. Michigander. Got to be correct. Michigander. What That's is a wrong? great denonym. Is that the word denonym? Great, great. Uh, one of those words. Michigander. It's one of my favorites. Mr. Richlow pitch. These women in Michigan form what the people on Tim Pool's podcast would call a privilege of care. <laughs> I did see him tweeting about that. It's a, it's a clever term. Joshua Ehrlich. 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 I don't know. Apparently... The origin of the phrase the Brooklyn Bridge or a bridge in Brooklyn, I'd like to tell you, came from a prolific con man named George C. Parker who made a living selling landmarks mm. to naive immigrants. So gotcha. he was doing God's work, is what you're saying. Haha. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Derek Finley. It's bad when Good I have to prompt him. people to laugh at my shitty jokes. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading the next one. I, I gotcha. Derek Deceive Finley. immigrants. Hilarious. <laughs> it's weird to see the shooting as terrorism. I mean, it's not like he licked any groceries. True. Oh, that's right. They were calling that terrorism, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, D. Blowsmith. Um, have you talked about Alan Dershowitz saying it's legal for the government to tie you down and plunge a needle into your arm? <laughs> yeah, yeah what an asshole. It's like, all right, Alan. like, Come and stab it, dude. For, for uh, real. And I just, 
the Epstein thing should have destroyed his credibility. I don't know why he still has any credibility on the right because he said Trump's not that bad of a guy. He was on Trump's defense team too, but, but yeah. Why would Trump do that too? That was post Epstein. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, Ooh, as far as what he said, massage. I listened to that segment on the podcast where he's like, yeah, not only can they shut down your business and lock you indoors, they can stab you with a needle in, in the arm if they want. Uh, I did look it up. Apparently there is Supreme court precedent for mandatory vaccines. So as a matter of Supreme court precedent, he might be right. Philosophically speaking though, I don't know how you can justify I, how is forcible vaccination, anything other than assault. I know uh, I don't. And, and that's again, that's not speaking to the effectiveness of vaccines. I don't want to get into this whole anti-vax debate. I'm not speaking yeah. to the science or effectiveness of vaccines. I'm saying you don't have a right to stab someone else against their consent. It doesn't matter if it's for their own good or for society's good or not. You don't, you don't get to stab people. A lot of things would be good for society that are unethical. Yes. You don't get to stab people. I don't, like, I don't know what he's talking about. Should we enact forced sterilization for people under a certain IQ threshold? That would arguably make good. society better. I mean, if I never hear the phrase for the greater good again, that'll be a life well lived. New normal. Brian yeah. says about the Spotify thing, they're adding a video backend and they're going full on no deplatforming. Uh, we'll see mm. about that. They're going to combat YouTube censorship. They would take Gavin or Owen Big Bear. This is from an inside insider. I, I, if, the, if he moves Spotify that way, a round I'm, of I'm applause. Yeah. Congratulations. That's that's a huge play. If they if take Owen Benjamin, I I will move to that platform if mm. they take us. Yeah. Uh, Mike Bob, dry those tears. Chinese takeout places. Ever notice that if a city is a Chinatown, it's always the most filthy part of the entire city. They love <laughs> to spit on the floor too. Gross. Also, wow. They cut out holes in their kids' pants, and then when their kids have to pee, they just hold them out and then let them pee in the street. <laughs> Not seeing that. It's true. They do it in most Chinese cities. Um, Redwall 1521. The takeout hate people are the same moral compass as that e-girl who wanted people to donate more. I kept seeing this story but never investigated because I don't care. Hmm. Do, do you know what I, he's I don't, about? I don't know that one, no. Takeout is always more expensive than buying groceries or from going to a food line. <laughs> yeah, true. Ian Leslie, uh, finished with Viva and Barnes and your stream had disappeared from my feed. Well, we're still Interesting. going. I got to check those guys out. I know people recommend Viva Frey all the time, and I like Robert Barnes, uh, mm -hmm. so they're probably a good combo. I should check them out. Um, the Mighty Sumo is a half-Japanese chef. I approve of your culinary choices. What's the other half, Mr. Japanese Chef? If you tell me, I'll rank you. <laughs> Mike Bob, also never date Asian women, or as the wise Confucius once said, plow the rice, pay the price. <laughs> That's terrible. That's so funny. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I guess that's a pun on the on the coal. Burn the coal. Um, oh, there's okay. another one. There's that I didn't know. Okay. You've never heard Mo that. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who was the last one? Uh, uh, Bill. Bill. Uh, oh, Bill, Bill says literally ordered more Asian food during lockdown than any other. The wife and I just started sushi and sashimi Friday from our favorite spot. We had Mexican not long before that. Perhaps with no work, there's less money to spend. Yeah, that could be another explanation. Yeah. It's kind of uh, ethnicity or race neutral. It's not super easy for everyone to, hey, let's go out for an expensive or get expensive takeout when um, you know we've lost our job and we ran out of our Corona bucks weeks ago. 
Whoa, bro says most of the Asian restaurants around me are buffets. I spoke to one owner and he decided not to open because the 25% uh, capacity limit would cost him money. That's true. Mm. And as an aside, I have never been sicker as from eating at an Asian buffet in New York city. <laughs> Sounds like that'll do it. Sure. I barked in a cab. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> Zach Coggin, screw it. Here's another 10 bucks for blonde calling me a homosexual derogatory term. I wasn't expecting it, and I legitimately laughed out loud. Good. What did I say to him? Oh, I was talking about his faggy drink. That's right. It yeah, sounds right. delicious, but yeah. also I'll it's check super, it out. super gay. And, and thanks for supporting the show. Um, I should stop berating people that give us money. Uh, they're into it for some reason. It's a fetish. Like, ah, uh, I want a pregnant 32-year-old to tell me how horrible I am. <laughs> <laughs> Darlene Gates. Unable to watch live because flood irrigation. Um, but mm. here's our contribution to our sanity safe space. Thank you, Darlene. And we're both cooking out of your cookbooks. Actually, we made a recipe. She made me some chili from the, the. It was it was so hardcore and not even in like a spicy way. It was like half barbecue sauce, man. Really? And I love barbecue sauce. Too much. But barbecue this sauce. thing was like it would this it would be good. Like four ounces of it is probably good. But it was. It was crazy because on the first bite, it was like cinnamon roll sweet. Mm. And then the kick hit. So it was like dessert plus heat. It was a weird mm. chili, but it, it was from good. the cookbook that Darlene sent. You should put a little bit of that on an omelet. Yeah, it might work with something else to cut against it a little bit. Mm. Omelets. All right, Titus Muller. You all have interviewed Dave Rubin. What are the chances y'all could interview Ben Shapiro? Blonde, what would an interview with you and Ben be like? And also, did you all know uh, at all of Robbie Zacharias? I don't know who that is. He was, uh, he's like a Christian philosopher. I don't know his exact title, or, but I know that he had been, I, I'd heard him on Dave Rubin's show. I know he was on Ben's show, and he just died recently. Oh, no. Of yeah. what? I don't know what the cause was, but he died this last week. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I don't think that I could interview Ben Shapiro because like I've spent four years just dumping on his face, <laughs> just like taking and shits think, into his yarmulke. I don't That's think he would let, I, I would, I would like to talk to him in good faith. I don't think he would be inclined to probably because of that association. Maybe he would. I don't know. Um, but I feel like having but, a nice interview where like I'm kind and gentle to him would be totally disingenuous at this point. I've always said that the only way I'm talking to him is if I get to talk a little bit of Michelle Fields. I have, if I yeah. get to talk a little bit of Michelle Fields in good faith, I'll do it. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe that's a wrong call. Should I, should I want to rehash a 2016 thing? In fairness to him, I still listen uh, almost every show he does. And I've not heard him reference Michelle Fields for probably a year. Although he has brought it up you know, more recently than... I do a lot of questions, like hard-hitting questions for him, like about his sister's boobs. Uh, yes. I, <laughs> the replies on Twitter with nicknames for those are very hilarious. I don't are they real? I mean, she's so skinny, but those are like the biggest boobs I've ever seen in my life. They are of uh, comical proportion. Mm. Lucky. There goes the Ben Shapiro interview. Never going to happen. I, it was never going to happen. Uh, Darlene Cates, <laughs> father-in-law is 90 and World War II vet lives with us and still takes care of himself, cooks, drives, etc. Shout out to all the military past, present, and future. That includes your hubby too, Blonde. Thank you so much. I'm sh I will tell him that you said that, Darlene. And that it's awesome. 90 and still just killing it. I hope yeah, that, that we get there. Uh, the Brat 1983 Sapper 1. In memory of my friend, Sergeant Javier Sanchez, 
killed in action June 23rd, 2013. NRC East Afghanistan, in his words, I'm not Mexican-American. I'm just American. Rest in peace, my friend. Sounds like, a, sounds like a guy with the right attitude. And thanks for preserving his memory. Aaron Moyo. Tim Poole covered a news article where they listed a bunch of people who died of the Rona. And one of the names was actually a homicide victim. The New York Times did that this weekend. They published, they had the headline, a coronavirus toll nears 100,000 and incalculable loss. And everyone was responding, obviously. You uh, literally just calculated it. You calculated it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I was wondering if someone was going to scrutinize the names on there. There must, So there must be a homicide victim who died with the Rona. Mm. Joel Dykeman says, oh boy, Trebek level stash is right below Tom Selleck. Blondes got it bad for Stossel. <laughs> I really do. I don't know what to tell you. It was like John Stossel, my childhood priest, and then jo- and then Trebek. It's, it's a mustache thing. Mm. So there's some weird psychology behind this. David C., just to follow up, isn't that part of the problem? Everybody putting family before country, not saying you're wrong, but if it isn't close to equal, then that's how we get where we are. Yeah, uh, but this is also how women operate. I could make a case for both. I think anybody who doesn't prioritize both is pretty misguided. I think the only thing I would say is there certainly is a value structure that exists above family to me. That is to say, even family are capable of such moral wrongs that I would sever a relationship with them. Yeah. That's definitely true. But, you know, so is country. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, I agree. Like the the government can't just abuse me endlessly and then act like I should be loyal to them, you know. Yeah. Um, Let me reload this. Uh, Mighty Sumo says, Scottish, you can call me Scottonese. You're half Japanese, half Scottish. There you go, yeah. You're number That's one. That's going to be an interesting combo. Texan Devil Dog says C.S. Lewis has a great quote about tyrannies who operate for, uh, quote, your own good. Search uh, of all tyrannies, C.S. Lewis, too much to post in 200 characters, but fantastic. Have a great Memorial Day. Well, you as well. And uh, I've been listening to C.S. Lewis, uh, Mere Christianity, while I mowed the lawn today, in fact, and I'm making more progress. And we're starting to transition from natural rights and natural law into mm-hmm. the Christian teaching, which is of particular interest to me because that's the transition that I don't understand. Yeah. So if he's able to persuade me from, I'm, I'm 100% on board with the natural rights, natural law discussion, all makes sense. I, I agree. Can you move me to the specifics of the Christian teaching and the Christian story? I, I haven't put enough time into it yet, but that's where we're getting. So maybe I'll have more to report on soon. Be and, and if, he, and he, if he's on point about natural years. law as he is about tyranny, the tyranny stuff I'd probably enjoy very much too. Um, Liana Strafir says, sorry that I just missed you guys. Wish you two the best and blonde. Good luck on your pregnancy. Thank you so much. Home stretch. I am due. I am not going to be niggardly. Four Thank weeks. You. Could be any day. Uh, I'm 36 weeks. And like, if I go to 42, we, I'm going to lose my, fucking my like get this baby we're, we're up against the clock here so uh andrew brick blonde shut your breeder cockhole with your homophobic comments jk <laughs> love to you and your future gaby uh <laughs> is that the last one is that what we're ending the show on no i have a couple over on streamlines oh, but thank that was God. a good one uh oh. richard enormous says matt and i made love the other day he told me that if i could not decide but <laughs> he told me that if i could not decide between options then I am not black. 
he told me to go hang out with Joe Rogan. I, I do have a threshold of just how vulgar I'm winning, willing to get here, dude. Ooh. Phil says, does anyone really believe that Joe's most recent gaffe is going to hurt him with, um, with redacted Americans? I bet he, and I, he did the redaction, not even me. I bet he still gets 90% or more of the votes. Boomers pinning, uh, boomers pinning for Blackxit BTFO'd again. We'll see. I mean, I, if I was, if I was uh, a black person, if someone told me you're not white unless you vote according to my ideology. Get fucked, dude. I don't. I, I don't have any patience. Yeah, I'd for be that. like, I'm done care. with your party forever. Um, um, Scout says, uh, I just wanted to say, rest in peace, Ravi Zacharias. He helped me along my journey to Christ, and uh, may he spend eternity in heavenly peace. Um, yeah, I'm not super familiar with his work, but as we mentioned, I know I know he did pass this week, and so thanks for thanks for recognizing him and uh, i'm and i'm glad to hear that he was important in your uh, in in you finding your philosophy sid bahamut says uh, stack the bodies and keep going this nonsense has gone long enough compromise leads to lost liberty certainly seen a hell of a lot a hell of a lot of it lost for sure avoid the quran Kor- coronavirus the world lost a legend this week with the passing of ravi zacharias if you're interested in christianity matt ravi is a great and i don't know if it's ravi ravi sorry if i'm mispronouncing his name He's a great place to start. Inspiring philosophy series on the uh, historicity of Jesus's resurrection is also terrific. Well, perhaps I'll check it out after uh, Mr. Lewis. Angelo RN Jesus says, I heard you get more money from Streamlabs donations than YouTube, so I decided to combine my screw YouTube money and my sanity, sanity safe space money. That's true. They don't, I don't know, I don't know how Streamlabs operates because they don't even take a cut over there. But uh, yeah. Susan takes 30% uh, PSA as always Joe Biden needs to get the old yeller treatment, put the dog down and end his misery. Well, disavow, Thanks. but perhaps that's in the plans. Kim says great rant, Matt, as uh, that was well thought out and delivered. Thanks for the sanity, safe space and community you guys provide. It's appreciated always, but especially this weekend. Well, thank you. Anytime I try to like write something out and read it, you never know how that's going to go, but uh, you know, stuff I want to talk about this weekend. Um, Candy Mac, our uh, resident respiratory therapist says it was so awesome to see my governor tell off the media this week, especially about all the rats who bailed New York and New Jersey hotspots to come down here. Yeah. And on the other hand, uh, we are so slow at work. It's getting scary. Already told us no pay raises this year. Hopefully some return to normalcy and thanks as always for checking in. Eric Burns Marsh says, here's the super chat Susan would not allow last Sunday. The sunset Californians are permitted to see has nothing to do with astronomy. Their freedom is disappearing below the horizon. (laughs) Sounds about right. Uh, Mike Newman. Hey, Matt and Blonde. uh, I'd tell that dentist to fuck off. No way. I'm leaving my three-year-old. I love the show. You two are definitely a sanity safe space. I am not going to be niggardly. Thanks for supporting the show. I was clear that my sister told them to fuck off, right? I can't remember. Did, was that a quote or was it just a paraphrase? No, but I mean, she's, she would never do that. It's weird. It's pretty weird. I, I don't think I would do that either. Uh, we do have one more on. I, I have just a handful more. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Old, old 96er says a clip on YouTube of Scarborough being interviewed by Don Imus. Has Imus saying to Joe, quote, don't be afraid to be funny because you are funny. I asked you why you aren't in Congress. You said that you had sex with the intern and that you had to kill her. <laughs> so if he's joking about it. Mike Newman also says, hey, Matt and Blonde, uh, I watched Picard. It was not terrible. Seven of nine still looks hot. Have you watched Stargate uh, SG-1? If so, did you like it? I assume that's your 
No. Area. As far as my sci-fi history is concerned, it really is only Star Trek The Next Generation. I haven't watched the original series. I've only watched a handful of Deep Space Nine episodes. Um, and then I've seen Galaxy Quest. That's pretty much it. Metal Man says, I just want to say thanks, Matt, for always standing for your principles, even if we don't want to, and for holding up the Constitution to remind people who may forget the price our brothers and sisters have paid at times to preserve this nation and to... I might have to reload. That got cut off. Let's see if there's a additional message there. Otherwise, maybe you ran out of space, Metal Man. Um, yeah, it just it got cut off. But thank you for, uh, for your support and, uh, and happy Memorial Day. Much appreciated. I am not going to be niggardly. A very dead horse says I've gone to watching a zillion hour review of Vosh v. Dankula debate with PSA Sitch and Adam. I'm going to rewatch you guys later. Uh, Oh, you just got done watching it. I'm going to rewatch you guys later. Have some money, though. I always really or I also really want to debate the guy, but he's a clout chaser and has a dead channel. Would you? I've not been invited. I don't know much about this guy. Who, Vosh? Sticks has had some back and forth with him. I know he debated Sargon. I just don't know. I, I don't know anything about the dude. Mm. So I'm not saying no. Uh, and I'm not saying yes. But uh, Aww, the baby has the hiccups right now. Ooh. Uh, wh- man, there's just a few more over on uh, on DLive. <laughs> Bad Moo says Lake, Co- Lake County, Ohio just sued the state over small business closures in one. Good. That is good news to hear. Uh, base dollar says I'm a huge supporter of building the wall. And I realize Mexico is our largest trading partner. Can you foresee a time when Mexicans stop jumping walls and breaking our laws? Uh, partner. Uh, also says, uh, no. happy Memorial day, Matt and blonde. Thank you. Much appreciated. Um, could I, I, I do think this is the area like you build the wall, but of course that doesn't mean that nobody can ever cross the border again. That's why it's not in and of itself sufficient. This is where the idea that Mitt Romney got ripped for at the time, and I probably myself ripped him at the time too, to be honest, when he was talking about self-deportation. I know you've referenced that before, but the idea is you remove the incentives to come here and make it basically impossible to be here as a non-citizen. Yeah. Then you this this problem also gets reduced. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all, that's all we got. I got two more. I, Caesar's throwing up. Ooh, gross. I'm going to have to clean that up. Uh, Liana Strafir, primo libertas et familia, foremost liberty and family. And with Matt, that I prioritize. Oh, poor guy. Um, both, but my family may do something I can't support. Blonde country and government yeah. are different. That's true, but I'm not going to have like a blind fealty to country if I think the system upon which we're built uh, is unsustainable. So. Mm. Last one is from Titus Muller. Blonde, what's your overall appraisal of Michael Jordan after watching The Last Dance? Do you want to be like Mike uh, or would you encourage others to do so? So I watched it like I, going into it because all I've heard is that he's a huge dick. Um, but I thought that he was much more likable and sensitive than I expected. And then I really liked how he was loyal to Nike. I, I know that's stupid like <laughs> because but, but I just like that he had that kind of brand. Did someone try to buy him out? I haven't followed the story. Reebok tried to make him wear Uh, their brand during the finals or the Olympics or something like that. And he was like, nope, I'm only a Nike guy. Also, there was Hmm. some political stuff that everybody wanted him to get involved in supporting this black candidate. And he was like, Republicans buy Nike shoes and come to games too. 
and he just oh, like, yeah, didn't comment yeah, I have on heard it. Heard that, yeah. And then Barack Obama was on there like, oh, he really should have uh, commented on it, blah, fucking blah. And so it made me of think course. like, he's a shrewd businessman, businessman who um, was excellent at one thing and made everybody better. You know, I, I thought he came out of it looking really good. I'll have to check out the show. Everyone's raving oh, about it's it. So. so good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We will. Uh, oh, real quick. Uh, Base Dollar says this. Uh, this genie is for the D live chat. Have a great Memorial Day. Well, you as well. And thank you for supporting the show. Very much appreciated. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us live and um, trying to keep us in touch with uh, the facts and helping us dissect and understand Richard Gear gerbil jokes. That is much appreciated. If you're listening later on demand on YouTube or on any of the other platforms, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, if you're looking for more material to listen to, you can find more of it over on the audio platforms. Uh, They're all linked in the description and on the website for you as well, including uh, the discussed call-in show. You can listen back to that. And hey, uh, maybe maybe we'll consider a restructure. We haven't refreshed the call-in show for a little while. Um... Anyway, you can find all that stuff over there. Everything else, check out the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. You can email the show as well. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Other than that, we'll be back next Sunday because, of course, if it's Sunday. Sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty in the Beta. Happy Memorial Day. Try